Welcome to the Action Shelf, the podcast that celebrates the glory of B-Action movies. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Oh, Lisman, we've got a very special episode this week for a few reasons. Uh, first off, we have an exciting guest with us, but also we're back in ninja subgenre here. Yes, and uh, fortunately for this movie, uh, the protagonist of the movie is actually the ninja in the movie, <laughs> and not a side character for whatever reason. Yeah, I know this is uh, this is only a second ninja movie we've done, but uh, this is this is much more of a ninja movie than the one we did previously. Uh, it, it, it's hard it's hard not to compare this movie to uh, Ninja Three: The Domination just because of that. Uh, well, um, and especially because the ninja is played by the same actor. <laughs> right um uh but also like you said these are the only two ninja yeah we've only done two on, ninja on movies but uh if we're doing a ninja movie there are very few guests as suited for that as our pal ibrahim mustafa what's up uh, hey welcome to the show ibrahim we've been trying to get you on for a while because man i i just knew this was a perfect fit of uh show and guest with you well, thank you. I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, I'm trying to remember how the the subject of this particular movie came about. Like, I think it was a very coincidental, like, hey, I want to have you on for this movie, Pray for Death. And I was like, I love that movie. And I just bought it on Blu-ray. <laughs> so. I think it was. This was uh, this. Th this is slid around the calendar because I'm going like, oh, we can't do this without Ibrahim. So this has been on multiple times our calendar based on your availability, because we will not unlink this from you. You had to do Pray for Death with us. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I also had bought I think I think we were just casually talking about the fact that I had also bought this Blu-ray of this, and we just were both like, yeah, we both got Pray for Death. We should do this on the show. Yeah, um, that might have been it. Because uh, I think it came out on some like special edition Blu-ray, like, and we both got it at the same time, yeah, maybe. Arrow Video, and I had to add this, too, because I think I own almost all of Shokasugi's movies now, aside from maybe one that I see on IMDb that like has no U.S. release. But um, I, I've uh, this guy, man... I mean, he was the king of the ninja movie. So, yeah. Um, Listman, you uh, the, the this is this is your first. I mean, I actually hadn't seen this before getting it on Blu-ray. Um, okay. So this was actually a first viewing for me. Ibrahim, were you familiar with the movie prior to this? Yeah, I went through a big. I mean, you know, I'm a. I was born '85, so like I've known what a ninja was my entire life, basically. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Um, and I went through this like ninja renaissance when I was in like late middle school, early high school, because, and I just mentioned to you, this to you guys off air, but I had played a game called Tenchu Stealth Assassins over at a friend's house. And it's a, it's a PS one game that it's, you know, you're a ninja in feudal Japan and it's incredible. Um, and it was just like, it was everything I had ever wanted. And that totally just got me back into that zone. 
Um, you know, and I had already been like saving up for a ninja sword from Excalibur at the mall <laughs> when I was that age. So it was, you know, oh. so I, I rented like every possible ninja movie from Hollywood video at the time. So I had seen this one years and years ago and then watching it yesterday was the first time since then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, it was interesting to, to see how my memory matched up to what is actually in the movie. <laughs> sure. I, I mean, and, and that's the, that's the interesting thing about uh, watching this movie is this is Shokasugi who had come before this from doing the canon ninja films, which I'm, you know, mm-hmm. man, those are the ones I grew up on for sure, was the yeah. Yeah, Enter the Ninja, Revenge of the Ninja Ninja 3 The Domination, a little bit less so only because, as we did previously do that for one of our Halloween episodes, not yeah. really a ninja, kind of a ninja movie. The ninja stuff that's in it actually is pretty cool. Anytime it's just Shokasugi fighting yeah. the evil ninja, it's cool. Um, but it, it, it does feel like he's just sort of like a side note on the overall plot of the movie, which is yeah. unfortunate. This one was yeah. cool to see him take center stage. But the thing that amazed me watching this movie was... It's not a canon film because it really feels like a it, canon film. Oh yeah, and and I think all of the best ways, uh, all of the all of the things we look for in canon films were in this film. Uh, yes, which I think this is led to. I mean, I assumed both of you loved this movie. Sure, uh, I really liked it as well. Um, this being my first viewing, uh, this was great. Yeah, this it's nice to. It's nice to have some positive feelings towards a movie. It does have some yeah. of the negative stuff of canon. Listen, yes. can we watch one movie that doesn't have a fucking rape scene in it? I, yeah. I mean, it's insane. Every movie we do on this show, there is at least an attempted rape. Yeah. I guess yeah. it comes with the exploitation territory, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that was such a thing in the 80s, too. It yeah. Was like, you know, it was like they were getting edgier and that kind of stuff, and... Well, yeah. I, it's interesting. I was looking at, uh, as I always do, searching through the IMDb reviews for this, and somebody did call it Death Wish with Ninjas, which I'm going, i.e. better yeah. Death Wish. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and that certainly, that aspect of it of, they killed his family, they raped his wife, you know, uh, yeah. very much yeah. feels like that's what this movie is. Um, I do, uh, as, uh, as, if, as if I can, I do have a budget for this movie. Okay. Oh, uh, and so Ibrahim, uh, uh, we'll welcome you to play along with Lisman here and take a your best guess at what this movie costs. This is 1985. See, that was what was going to throw me off because I was thinking, like, I don't, I don't know what the you know sort of inflation right difference would be. So I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Michael take this one because I, I, I'm. <laughs> I like hearing how close he gets on these. <laughs> yeah, he, he, you're, oh he, Lisbon's getting better episode to episode. A little We've bit talked better. about this. Yeah. yeah. So, so this 19, is 1985. And this is relatively cheap, but there are there was a couple of big explosions, which is fun. Yes. Um, oh, a gr- there's a great like action movie explosion for no reason in this movie that I absolutely no love. I think, uh, yeah, I think both of the explosions happen for no reason, which is. Um, <laughs> I, I think I laughed, burst out loud laughing at that. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I'm gonna say fifteen million dollars. Ooh, wow. Million. That would have been that would have been big, Lisman. Uh, four. Oh, it, yeah. It's four four million dollars in nineteen eighty five. Four million dollars. Yeah. Wow. In nineteen eighty five, money that's low that's good. to middle kind of you know. Yeah. Uh, so four million, pretty good shot on location mm. in beautiful Houston, Texas. 
uh i thought that was i thought that was texas yeah Yeah. no it 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 in no way feels like inner city new york or i don't is it supposed to be new york i can't well they they don't don't really specify yeah it's just just like it's some big city in america don't i thought it was la when i was Mm. you know thinking back Mm. on it and so when i was watching i was like well that's not downtown la for sure (laughs) and there were no california license plates so i i couldn't really discern where it was yeah, yeah, it's 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 Houston. The movie was shot entirely in Houston. Aside from there are some establishing shots of L.A. I see here now, so that I think oh. was what they were going for. But I do love this okay. idea that it's just American city. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's a very yeah, it's a very uh, and of course uh, a crime riddled in classic 80s revenge movie fashion. I was going to say, Ibrahim, this movie had to hit the sweet spot for you because I know not only do you love ninja movies, but you are a great fan of the revenge subgenre as well. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. (laughs) And, you know, one thing that's interesting about this movie is that while it had a lot of 80s trappings, I thought there were a lot of more modern sensibilities about it, you know, like just about the story in general. and I think you could take this same exact script and shoot it today and it would more or less work. Like you would just have better um, like kind of action sequences in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, the fight choreography and that sort of stuff. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I mean, that is the thing. I, I, I we, 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 we do this show every week and I will say this movie really grabbed me in a way most of these plots don't. I'm pretty mm-hmm. checked out and kind of – but I was actually – this was actually like a good, a good movie for this kind of subgenre. Uh, and, I, I and think I, the key to it is that they don't get over ambitious with the storytelling. It yeah, is pretty yep. focused. It is pretty personal. Um, so I, I think that's where a lot of these movies go wrong. They just get way too big for no reason. Um, well, Lisman, we like yeah. to talk about who made these movies. And yeah, I, I don't know if you guys saw this, who the writer of this movie is. Mm-hmm. is James Booth, who also plays the villain Limehouse Willie. He yes. not only Is he Australian? Because I heard an Australian accent slip through a few times. He is, and I thought... <laughs> he is British and this is Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh and I think accent. I think I think the Australian thing may have just been the the merging of the American and British. Yeah, it was, it was Commonwealth, you know, yeah. in the ballpark, yeah. right? <laughs> uh yeah, he's uh uh he's Brit and and that's the whole thing. Uh Lisman, I know you you being a uh uh, and uh, uh, having some acting training and stuff like that. Uh, th- this guy went to the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts. He was part of the Royal Shakespeare Company. Uh, this guy is oh, wow. a classically trained actor. And somehow late in his career, he ends up writing and starring in ninja movies because this guy also wrote three of the American Ninja sequels. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. he, he was very good in this movie. I, yeah. uh, I thought that... Um, I mean, it makes sense that he wrote it because mm-hmm. there was a, a level of investment, I think, from him that you don't typically see in a movie like this. And also, now that I'm thinking about it, I have a note here that says, why is the villain the best uh, martial artist in this movie? Like, he's like the best <laughs> fighter in this movie. Yeah. Like, He was yeah, kicking really the shit that. out of Shokasugi at the end, right? Yeah. Like, Throughout yeah, the whole movie, so... I kept going, why is this middle-aged gangster fucking unstoppable in this thing yeah 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 he's just tearing through cops that in the script yeah yeah i had my note said the gangster guy is the most incredible fighter in this ninja movie (laughs) (laughs) it is is really insane but yeah he wrote this movie and so 
Also, he gets all he gets the majority of the dialogue. I feel like goes to Limehouse yes. Willie. It is, uh, it is a weird. I I just think that, what an insane career because he wrote this. He wrote Avenging Force, which Lisman we're gonna have to do that because Avenging mm, Force yeah. is the sequel to Invasion USA. Just Ooh. without Chuck Norris, they they slot in Michael Dudikoff as Matt Hunter. Okay, um, yeah, bring back the Dudikoff. And then wrote American Ninja 2 and 4, also, of course, with Dudikoff. Uh, I mean, I can't... I mean, this this trajectory makes sense to me if I studied <laughs> uh, at the Royal uh, Shakespeare Company. I'd probably also then... It's like, well, I can do anything at this point. I might as well be put myself into ninja movies well, because why wouldn't it's I? It's so interesting because you look at his career and it's all like... You know, British movies, uh, 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 BBC productions, and then somewhere in the 80s, it just becomes all canon schlock, you know, until eventually in the 90s, he ends up on Twin Peaks, which is, you know, prestige television. Mm. So this guy's career is fascinating. I'm fascinated by James Booth. And then Gordon Hessler is the director of this movie, uh, who, uh, let's see, what did he direct? Uh mainly a tv director oh, this actually makes sense to me he's coming off mm-hmm. of being a director on chips before this you know my oh. when i was i finished watching the movie and it took me back to the main menu and it was like special features and i said well of course yeah i click that and it says r-rated version and i was like wait excuse me <laughs> so now i'm finding out that there was a hessler cut oh. to this movie that i didn't even <laughs> you know i don't oh. i mean the one I saw was pretty bloody and stuff, so I don't yeah. know what the difference would have been. There weren't, there wasn't a lot of like cursing, I don't think, in this movie. So maybe that was part <laughs> of it. I would love but... if if the if the Hessler cut is just the same movie with so much more cursing. Right. <laughs> maybe there was a boob or two in it. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it would uh, give me a reason to watch it again in the future. I guess now, to see what the difference. Is. I also want to bring up that this guy directed on a show called The Master. Are you guys familiar with this show from the eighties? Mm, uh, no, it rings was, a bell. It, it only lasted thirteen episodes. It was a Lee Van Cleef starring series. That's about, right. About ninjas, and Show Kasugi was the villain. Yes. On it. Okay. Okay. It was. I think oh. it was called Master. I, there was another title of it called like Master Ninja. Oh, and maybe because I, I remember. At the Hollywood video I worked at, we had seven VHS copies that, that was like, you know, Master yes. Ninja 1, 2, a- 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Also known as Master Ninja. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, from ni- it, it only lasted 13 episodes in 1984. I've never seen it. I've always been fascinated by it because it was an American network TV show centered around ninjas. Like that uh, in the heyday of the ninja, of course. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've always been fascinated with this because, number one, I love Lee Van Cleef from the Sergio Leone movies and stuff like that. I don't immediately jump to that guy should be in a ninja show. No. <laughs> you know. But, yeah. <laughs> he was in the Octagon. I don't think I ever rented that one because I was like, eh, I want it to be about Japanese ninjas, not Right. Handlebar mustache man named it's, Lee Van Cleef. You've, you know? <laughs> got, you've got old Lee Van Cleef. Some total boring white dude, and then Shokasugi looking badass on the poster, you know? And you're like, yeah, Shokasugi will be the bad guy. That is one of the things that is so nice about this one is it is the spotlight on Kasugi. This is yes, his. Because usually it is at your Michael Dudikoff or your, mm-hmm. you know, I can't remember the name of the guy in the first uh, Ninja movie, but 
Well, yeah, Franco like, Nero is to, the guy in the yes. uh, Enter the Ninja. Thank yeah, you. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so to have, you know, the lead be a Japanese man who you know has an accent and and all that. Like, I thought that was pretty pretty cool for the time, especially. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is. Com- I mean, it's pretty so rare. interesting that Shokasugi leaves Canon, and their next move is slot in Dudikoff, and now we're making American Ninja. And right yeah. just from the title, you're like, oh, American Ninja. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it is nice to see that Kasugi went over here. And, of course, yeah, the big thing there brings his sons who are in a bunch of his stuff. And one of his sons yeah. continues to do stuff. The other one seems to have left the business. Hmm. Um, but Was his whole family in this movie? Uh, I think it's just him and his sons. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, his son, Kane Kasugi is still doing stuff to this day. Uh, is he mostly doing like stunt? Yeah, I think so. He... Uh, I mean, it, cause it seems like he's doing a lot of fight choreography and then some acting, but like in a lot of stuff, he's playing like soldier, whatever, or, you know, like a lot yeah. of stunt guys do. Um, he was, he was really good in this and he, I mean, he couldn't have been more than like 10 years old. Uh, yeah, exactly. This is, uh, yeah, he's 11 when this came out. So probably 10. Yeah. When he shot it. Um, no, he's great. Uh, I mean, it it almost seems like if you are the son of Shokasugi, you will learn karate. (laughs) For sure. You will be in martial arts films for, for the foreseeable future. I see Uh, he's Kazuya in Tekken 2. Yes. That's fun. Yeah. I mean, he does, he does do some acting here and there. And Shokasugi is mostly retired from acting, although did come out of retirement uh, a handful of years ago for a movie I'm pretty sure you and I saw in the theater together, Lisman, which was Ninja Assassin. Yeah. That sounds familiar. Oh, that movie is nuts. Uh, that, was, that was a rare Hollywood big-budget attempt to make a ninja movie in, like, the 2000s. That one really bummed yeah. me out because I wanted like a straightforward ninja movie and they had like magic stuff happening where they would turn into like shadows and disappear. And I was like, come on. Yeah. I get that it's sort of maybe like figurative and not literal, but yeah, you know, I just wanted, and that's actually one of the things I really love about this movie is that mm. it, it does put an emphasis on stealth a yes. bit and like disappearing and things like that. Whereas a lot of times they'll just put ninja in the title and it'll just be a dude in a ninja suit. No, it's the whole thing. Hey, I'm here. It's the whole thing (laughs) about, right. Becoming shadow. Right. But not, Mm -hmm. not in the magic sense. And the, yeah, you just, it's, it's the skill set. Let's start. I, I, the first 15 to 20 minutes of this movie, I had no idea what the hell was happening. Uh, I was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was very, very Mortal right Kombat 2021. Wasn't it? Very was. Yeah. Very much. So, uh, right. Cause, First off, we got to get this amazing 80s opening title sequence, right? With Shokasugi doing ninja poses and moves to this very ill-fitting but I but yet I came to love song. Let me tell you. Absolute banger of a song. <laughs> Back to the Shadows. Back to Absolute the Shadows. Banger. Ab- yes, I agree. It's it it was one of those things This is I- up there with You're the Best Around. <laughs> This is up there with Eye of the Tiger. This is a fitting like like this this movie has its own like Bond theme song. It's incredible. I yeah. I, I immediately thought that when the Pray for Death title comes out of that kind of like warping color, I did think, holy shit, this is kind of a Bond opening. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and it, uh, what I like, though, is it's short. It's just like uh, whatever, you know, production company presents, Shokasugi in, Pray for Death, and then you're like, and now the movie starts. Oh, wow, we aren't going to do right. the full opening time. We'll save those for the end with the yeah. third or fourth reprise of this song. Because I like that and I, they stick to this song as the only song through the movie. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I do like also that they open with him and his son doing, you know, a bunch of like, you know, I don't know if it's kata or like some kind of martial arts demonstration stuff. Yeah. And it's like right off the bat, you're going, okay, all right. Like we're, <laughs> this is, there's going to be martial arts in this movie, you know, like. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, and then I love, it ends up being this TV show the kids are watching, but still I did think, all right, man, this is action shelf grade a material when we just open right with the ninja shit we're not we're not bearing the lead on this thing we are throwing shurikens we've got blow guns we're uh we're slicing dudes up with swords i'm like great here we go i don't know what's happening i don't know who anyone is but you're giving me the goods right from the start and honestly the action in the sequence the the action in this movie gets better from this point. Like I've, this intro is pretty fun, but like I think the action actually does get better as the movie progresses, which I think is a positive. Uh, for <laughs> yeah. This film. Can I ask though, what Agreed. the hell does this have to do with anything? This Black Ninja show, like this idea that the the kids, his two sons in Japan, are watching this show, The Black Ninja, going like, "Aren't ninjas cool?" And hey, that ninja kind of looks like Dad, who obviously is not a ninja. Totally, he's a boring businessman. Oh. Total normal dude, yeah. Um, I love that kind of secret identity aspect of it, though. Mm-hmm. Like that was like actually really hero, fun. Yeah, I love yeah. that part of it. The Black Ninja show, though, is is kind of what threw me. And I love that they're like, "Mom, Black Ninja's on." I think they needed to give the kids a bit of a through line in a way, mm-hmm. like if they were going to mm-hmm. be in it. And I think also it it gives them a reason to be in a karate class, so mm-hmm. that like later. Kane Kasugi can kick, kick some ass in a at a convenience store. You yes, know what I mean? that because like, I think without that to anchor them, you just go like, oh, there, there are kids uh, who take karate, but their dad is a secret ninja. Like, mm-hmm. so you sure. know, you can kind of rationalize it as as like, oh, they love this show and they want to, you know, like every little kid back then, they want to be ninjas, so their parents put them in karate class. Right, right, right. Yes, they don't. They don't know that he's a martial artist, let, let alone a Correct. ninja. No, he they, is. Yeah. Which is very strange. It's very Clark Kent, right? Like, I am just mm-hmm. a boring mm-hmm. man in a suit. In fact, they do the yeah. fun thing where they flip him over and use their... And they're like, Dad, you should learn karate sometime. He's like, maybe I will, son. We yeah. Gonna... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, no, I was instantly charmed. By, although, this whole idea of... show, you're, We're in Japan... Shokasugi is a Japanese man married to an American woman, right? Mm-hmm. But the kids mm-hmm. have American accents despite being raised in Japan. Living in Japan. I mean, you know, it's it's I'm classic not, not, 80s. Yeah, you it's know. just you're just like, well, it is what you it know, is. My, my cousin is married to he, – he moved to Thailand and married a Thai woman, and they mm-hmm. have a son. And their son speaks English with an American accent because oh, my cousin – is like you know stays at home and raises him a lot of the time so mm-hmm. i think i think it's kind of like you pick up whatever your parent does you mm-hmm. know yeah that's interesting um, yeah and i don't know yeah, if actually they... you know what a more one-to-one comparison a good friend of mine uh he was born in japan and moved here i think in like middle school his mm-hmm. father was american and his mom was japanese and he spoke 
English in the household there and is bilingual. So, hmm. I, yeah, I think I think that part is pretty plausible, okay. more or less. They, like, they at least provide an excuse as to why all of the protagonists are speaking English. Yes. Like, there's a reason why yeah. it makes yeah. sense, as opposed yes. to, they're Japanese, but they're speaking English. Who cares? And I Whatever. gotta say, I thought Shokusugi is pretty good in this. You know, because yeah. Yeah. we've seen martial arts, particularly where English is not their first language, and mm. acting, you know, goes back and forth with a lot of these guys who come over and uh, and 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 take the big leads in in American stuff. But I thought Kazuki did pretty well. I also think the script does him a lot of favors of not giving him a ton of dialogue, which also fits the ninja aesthetic. Because I will say, right. one of the things we normally track on the show are one-liners, and this movie doesn't really have traditional no. action way one-liners. I, nor would I, re- once again, is not really befitting of the ninja subgenre. They're sort of right. silent assassins. Yeah. I don't want Shokusuki zinging guys after he kills them. Um, yeah, they're not glib with their violence. No, you know? no. It, it, it must be done. You know? <laughs> I take no joy not, not in that this. They want. Yeah. I- exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, that's... I think that's a tenet of the reluctant hero, right? It's like, mm-hmm. they don't have... Uh, jokes on board right <laughs> zinger in the chamber ready to go <laughs> right know? right right yeah uh which is always when you start extrapolating to reality incredibly disturbing you know oh yes when clint oh, yeah. eastwood Definitely. zings a guy after blowing him away in a dirty harry movie you're like yikes <laughs> that was a yeah. human being you killed <laughs> whatever man don't give a fuck so um yeah uh yeah so they uh, uh and i do like the setup of the karate class and we see one kid one of the sons is better than the other one, which will continue throughout the movie. Uh, is the idea that one of them has brains and one of them has fighting skills? Is that kind of the thing? Well, I didn't really get that from the younger one being smarter. Because um, wait, which one is I, is the good one who's good at karate also the engineer? Yeah. One, oh, one then, then yeah, never the, mind. I have no idea. The what younger the other one, one doesn't offers. really do much. He just kind of, you know, <laughs> there just, to be. Well, he, yeah, he gets hit they by a get truck, kidnapped and run over by a car. Yeah, he gets, <laughs> yeah. he gets kidnapped, hit by a car, and then he's got the bandage on his head and he's in bed for the rest of them. It is sort of like, well, one of these kids has really got some skills and we're going to spotlight <laughs> him. Uh, and the other one, hey, you're in it, too. All right. The other one retired from <laughs> yeah. action movies. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so the, the, the his wife wants to move back to America and this is this is classic, like just the vagaries of action movies. Yet he seems to be incredibly successful in Japan. Like this mm-hmm. seems like a bad call for the family to move to America. There is a line where he tells her that he was promised a promotion, and she's like, "That's great." And he's like, "In three years, when when the boss oh. retires." Mm-hmm. So it, I think they were kind of trying to set up like he's sort of under this glass ceiling. Okay. And, you know, maybe it's time for them to try something different. And, I mean, that's as much as they get into, into about the generic business he's doing. So yeah. it's also why I, I don't like it's not really a flaw of the movie because I'm going like, I don't mm-hmm. really understand what he does anyway, but it seems like he's doing well. It seemed like they opened up a restaurant. Is that correct? Or at least the space was a restaurant. Yeah, there's only like one scene with them actually operating the restaurant, though, where they frame their first and you don't dollar. see. Yeah, they frame their first dollar very quickly. Um, I was going to say, she like puts it. It's like a cooking show, right? <laughs> Goes under the counter, comes back up. It's framed. 
<laughs> Luckily, I had already framed a dollar ceremonially for this, so let me just put this yeah. on the wall here. And then he's got it on the wall instantly. It happens very... Mm-hmm. I love... One of the things I love in revenge movies, and we've talked about a lot on this show, but are the idyllic family moments where you're like, nope, oh, this is going to get ruined. Yeah. yeah. waiting for the violence yeah. to come. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So, yeah, they are running, I, I guess, a Japanese restaurant, but like we've said, it really doesn't... Uh, doesn't really play into the movie much. We don't get much of a sense of them running the restaurant. No food is cooked. Nope. Uh, there's there's an exchange of some kind of goods for a dollar seventy nine or whatever, and but then that dollar. Yeah, that's not clear. clear. <laughs> yeah. No idea what they gave that woman at all. So, She's just like, thank you for this the point, thing. They, they have little to no profits, and they went straight on the wall. And they've yeah. they've <laughs> rented <laughs> this space from this very sad old man who's recently lost his wife. Um, yeah. Tragic Mr. Green, isn't that? I believe that's his name. Yeah, Sam Sam, Sam Green. Green. Sam Green, mm. and he's just uh, oh gee, ever since Margie died or whatever her name was, uh, I just uh, oh my god, this guy. The, by the way, the guy who plays Sam Green, his name is Parley Bear. What yes. a great name! That is an amazing name, and he is one of those guys who watching this, I went, I've seen him in something, right? And then looking him up, it's like, oh, I've seen him in everything. A million things. He's been yeah. on every so, TV show. We'll we'll get to this, obviously, but it's just very funny to think that that sweet old man who's crying about his wife also has a warehouse full of naked mannequins <laughs> that are like hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, what? That came out of very nowhere. Weird. Yeah, uh, go, this, this is why I wanted a sequel, so we really dig into <laughs> yeah. his dark history. You want a you prequel, know? is what you want, Lisbon, about the origins of Sam Green. A prequel, oh, yeah, perhaps, so. or, or you know, like, because uh, I imagine there, the sequel to this movie would be him training his sons to, like, carry up the mantle. Yeah, and um, then they can spin off. Yeah, and, But exactly. also, someone needs to revenge old Sam Green, because... That's true. He was he was quite unceremoniously disposed of. And he was very, very nice <laughs> to them. Um, to Before we go to America, though... We they we have to talk about the insane insertion of this entire ninja backstory that makes me go, yeah. is this a sequel to a movie I didn't see? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. this whole sequence took me a second to be like, oh, wait, some of this is a flashback. Because the movie yes. does very little visually to tell you it's a flashback. Right. It's it's great. It's great ninja fighting. But I had to back it up and go, okay, we, okay, all right, now I understand. Because he it's goes... Also, oh, okay. yeah, go ahead, Lisman. Uh, it's also strange because it doesn't come up again in the movie. <laughs> That's... Like, the backstory never does not actually Weren't you kind of waiting to... for the brother to be alive or something like that? Yes. And maybe that's what yeah. the sequel would have been. That's exactly. That's kind of what, what I was thinking when I was watching this movie. It's kind of a shame, though, like... He, because well, you never do the get the, the ninja versus ninja, aside from this sequence, but it never comes into right. the main plot. It's ninja versus gangsters, and one extremely well-equipped Yeah, gangster. Limehouse, is a, he's a ninja, bro. You, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's I just, sneaking up I just don't shows, wear the fucking <laughs> costume. That's the only thing that makes me 
Other than that, I'm a ninja, basically. I mean, in the hospital, he took out that that doctor and took his mm-hmm. outfit. Like that's a very he ninja did? type. Yeah. of, you know, they they wore disguises. They weren't just uh, mm-hmm. their their you know black outfits. I love that, that we know move. from Hollywood. And... I love that move too when he double hits the cops. Like, whoosh. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. But yeah, we get this whole thing about his brother, their surrogate father. All of a sudden, it's getting very like. I mean, this is very classic ninja stuff, but I'm going, oh, he's got like a Snake Eyes Storm Shadow relationship with somebody. Uh, mm-hmm. This is th- th- this is a lot of information that, yeah, it doesn't really come back, but it's cool. So, yeah, so yeah. we get he's he's um, it's like before they decide to move to America, he goes, to, you know, and he's like, oh, the boys love this ninja stuff. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if it's good for them. <laughs> then he's in his temple. Yeah. Right. Where he's training and then it goes into a flashback of him fighting another ninja and they are doing tons of flips tons mm. the, i of mean flips. so many flips this, in this movie this just movie. vaulting and and yeah i mean we're talking flips yes and and very aggressively by the mm-hmm. way aggressive flipping and you at one point I mean, you just clearly see this white guy with like shaggy hair doing the flips and then like it comes up and it's shokasugi like in the planting in the stance yeah yeah um <laughs> And and he's stopping the other ninja from stealing a tr- like a, tre- a chest full of treasures. Like mm-hmm. it's like yeah, it's like a it's like a pi- like a gaudy looking pirate treasure. It's just under it, the the like you know yeah. temple like it's, shrine. It's just in like a and little I, chest that's just sitting there. Yeah, and, like, and I'm like ah yes, the famous. Uh, you know, we temple know. treasure. That and it, we yeah, all know about the famous temple treasure. It's very maybe it was generic some prop. kind of like a yeah. like a sacrifice, sacrificial, uh, or like a, a tribute at an altar sort of ceremony. It, 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 yeah. it would have to be. That's yeah. the only read that would make any sense. But I just love that when he picks it up, it looks like any prop thing of treasure you've yeah. ever seen in any like even high school play it's like you can, rubies you can practically and a pearl see necklace. like the mold lines on like this yeah. you know? <laughs> but yeah. what's interesting about this is that one of the bigger things i think you see him take and they don't call it out but is like a necklace mm-hmm. and that that same theme kind of follows him to america right where these you right. know the, the, what, the bad guy plot which what is we'll it, get the, into, the, but... the 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 frequently name check van alden necklace or whatever it is yeah i i i I thought that was funny that it is a specific necklace that they're talking the van alden necklace one of my favorite things about this scene though is that this highly skilled and acrobatic ninja trips over his own sword scabbard and (laughs) and impales himself and dies yeah i i love that because they're like well we don't want we don't want Shokasugi to kill this guy, right? right. Like it, it needs to be like, oh no, my brother. Not uh, I have killed him. Your brother died by the hand of his own glider, right? <laughs> and so we have Bernard from the the old uh, <laughs> butler from Spider Man. What are you doing here? I'm just here to explain any death in a movie. But wouldn't it make more? Wouldn't it be more narratively interesting if he killed his brother, not knowing it was his Absolutely. brother until he was like dying in his arms? Yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I agree. But also, then the the rest of the movie should deal with that too. I like this yeah. is just sort of thrown in as like here's some backstory you should know about this guy because then we do have the very classic martial arts movie master looking character, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who is I will say it this while it doesn't come back in any shape or form, it mm-hmm. does inform Shokasugi's character. That's which true. is I guess, you know, serves some purpose. His character, by the way, is named what is it? Akira um uh, I can't remember the last name. Uh, Akira Saito. Saito. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and they yeah, um, I agree, because it's this whole idea about, like, this is what made him stop being a ninja. Because the master mm-hmm. then... Then the, the, this is the thing that's... Because we see the, the, the master watching all this happening in the flashback. But then the master shows up in current time. This is the thing right. that made this sequence very confusing to me. Is we're because switching both scenes between... are in the same location, so it's Yeah, and the camera doesn't do much to differentiate, like, this is the past... And so it took yeah. me a second to be like, okay, now, because then they have a whole fight. And that mm-hmm. that's the scene where you get like, you can never run from the shadows that, mm-hmm. that you was, are. Was there surrogate dad, master guy present for the fight between them in the flashback, or did he just show up? That, so, it like, that's what I was trying to remember. Like, like, they did were, he watch his it seems son like, die? I think yeah. so, yeah. At least the yeah, way it's cut it's together, they cut to his reactions to that fight. But mm-hmm. then also he's there when when I guess he and Shogasugi are remembering it at the same time in the t- it, like, this is where yeah this is it's where a, it's a, a very like nation yeah <laughs> this is where the filmmaking is a little bit like this is where the director I fault like you could have done sloppy, yeah. something a filter maybe or some kind of transition or you know because uh, yeah. you just it's just cutting as if it's all one scene. Yeah. You could almost cut out the fight between the brothers and then just have him at the temple fighting his dad, yeah. you know, and their little and then just cut out the dialogue where he says like your brother was blah blah blah, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Although that the the brother dying does give him the motivation to sort of uh, uh lay down his ninja mantle for a while. Um so And and keep his sons free of the knowledge i guess that they are part of this right. lineage i, I would know? almost say cut out the karate. master keep the brother stuff cut out the master almost although i like the or at least cut out the master fight maybe i mean it's yeah. it's good but it's two fights on top of each other in two yeah. different time it's just they're they're so close together um mm-hmm. that it i mean they're all, it's all fine though um i did i a lot of my notes are just like because uh, when he fights the brother, I go sword versus torch. Then it's spear versus sword when it's the master. I, a lot of it is just what, what, especially later when it's like sword versus chainsaw. Um, <laughs> which anytime yeah. a chainsaw comes into a fight in a movie, I am on board for it all the way. Um, yeah, very cinematic for sure. We'll uh, we'll get there. But uh, if you have not seen the Nicolas Cage movie Mandy. Number one, it's great and super weird, but there is an actual chainsaw duel in that movie that rules. Um, Excellent. So, uh, so when they go, because yeah, all this whole time that they're when they're first in America, it's all just scenes of Shokasugi being like, "Control the ninja inside. Don't lash mm-hmm. out and kill everyone." Mm-hmm. Which I love. Oh, I yeah. love yeah. when you know they've got that in them and they're just choosing not to. Like when the guy bumps his shoulder and it's like, "Watch where you're going, man!" and he's like apologies you yeah. know like and they keep like, cutting oh, to you can kill him they keep cutting to him swinging the sword as the ninja like real quick like oh he could do it it's like yeah it's like it's this visual way to show the the sudden burst of violence that could come out of him no there is 
one of my favorite things in like a revenge movie is the oh we'll just beat up this guy because he's nobody it's the john wick thing right of don't you know who that mm -hmm. is you don't yeah. know the skills he possesses. It's taken. It's all of them, right? This whole idea about, like, what are you talking about? That's just some old guy. Oh, no, he's the biggest badass the world has ever seen. Yeah. Uh, I love right, that. Exactly. And this movie is, yeah, the, basically the, the whole beginning of the section in America is all that, where he's like, I could kill everybody if I had to. God, the, and every just about every single American other than the old man, uh, is just the worst. They're just, <laughs> just the worst I was, people. I was gonna say, uh, this this street punk that bumps into him is totally out of a canon like Death Wish movie. This guy yes. walked from this scene and then got shot shot by Charles Bronson a few blocks down the road. Like, um, I believe it because he's he's just a total like openly. He's he's the kind of criminal punk that has never existed in reality. Where you're just like that man is a criminal. Just based on the way he dresses and carries himself immediately. Yeah. Like it's a cartoon image of a street criminal. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's ready to do crime at any given moment. <laughs> and he bumps into shoulders and he's immediately out. ready to fight Shokusugi. Uh, yeah. Everybody's just primed for violence. And, and shoulder checked him on purpose so mm -hmm. that he could, you know. But I love that, that uh, Shokusugi's like, America? Like it's so violent. Like why would, you know, there's so much crime there or whatever. And then, you know, as this sort of like person in another country has this mm -hmm. view of the, of the states and then they get here and that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Completely <laughs> correct. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is nothing but urban violence when he gets here. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, then we meet a kindly old Sam Green and he's showing them this really run down building that uh, do they live here as well? Is that the idea? Uh, the so it's a restaurant, and then the apartment is above, like in the above building. And then there's it's also a secret, like back room, back thing that that it, it was used... an annex that his wife used as a cigar shop. <laughs> oh, she, it was oh, she old Margie. She loved cigars. <laughs> I guess this the specificity that stands out from cigar shop. Uh, yeah. But as we find out, there's tons of weird parts of this building because we, yeah, when we get to the, it is just going like, oh, well, I've just put random things in rooms that would be good for action set pieces later. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that, the, so the the later part of it, they're at his warehouse at the docks. Mm. Yes. He had a separate That's right. uh, mannequin, <laughs> mannequin warehouse. What's the that, term they <laughs> use this for, um, deal was. He's a dock rat? Is that what... There's somebody who's called that at one point in this movie. Oh, they call... The cops call Limehouse a dark rat. A yeah, dock rat. Which I yeah. loved. I just... You're just like, that's that's a that's a first one hearing that for me. That guy's a yeah. dock rat. Yeah. He, like, he like lives on a, a big like, freighter. Like, a what, big boat. He, which is great. Yeah. Once again, there's so many things. I love these just pure, unabashed action movies where it's like, the bad guy will live on a big boat so that Shokasugi can infiltrate that boat later. Which is which is my favorite scene in the movie, by the way. I think oh, yeah, I think that, that's the best. Because that is the most like pure ninja he's sneaking around grabbing dudes, killing yeah. you know. When he assaults One the mansion at the end, yeah. he's not really being stealth. He's just right. slaughtering. But that is the most like sneaking around ninja in the shadows kind of sequence. Yeah, he's a bit more controlled at that point. There's a point where he he's like right up on Limehouse with a knife to him and then 
like disappears and Limehouse turns and he's gone. And then literally a second later, you see him through the porthole window outside. So yeah. it's like he went from like right next to him to outside looking in the window within like literally a half a second's time. That's the stuff I want. I mean, that's what I'm paying to see if I'm watching yeah. a ninja movie, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, and, but coincidentally, uh, gangsters are also using this old cigar shop to see that's put that's goods what I'm in. Curious about it. Is it coincidentally, or is Sam Green have some dark secrets that he <laughs> well, has not revealed to the? Uh, well, first off, he's got the he's got this annex padlocked, right? And I love Shokasugi just casually using his ninja strength to punch open this door. That was great. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And him just going, wow, you are strong, son. <laughs> Dear God. You must be strong as an ox. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a very yeah, old man is, yeah. line. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we'll just write that off for the moment. Um, he, the- hadn't, he hadn't been in there in years. And then he, he opens this music box and it starts playing. And he's like, gets all teary. Like, Margie loved this so much. And it's like, uh-huh. oh, wow. So you kept it fucking locked away for... 15 years or whatever like this seems that like was a, guy, a little bit of a stretch to me like yeah this seems like a guy who has just completely hidden everything that reminds him of his wife and is just like push down the emotion sam there's no sad maybe all those mannequins were margie's at one time <laughs> margie loved making mannequins it was her hobby um but then he says wait a minute there's another padlock to the door outside i didn't put this here I think that's meant to be like that stuff's going on without his knowledge, I guess. Yeah, for some reason, the, the cops decided to hide that Vanetta necklace in this disused cigar shop. In a bag they of don't... cocaine in a disused <laughs> cigar shop. I know. It's oh, a... is that what it was? Well, I don't, it's I a mean, bag maybe. of white powder in an 80s action movie. I assume this was all a drug deal oh, until they know, pulled I that necklace been, I was folding laundry while I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they, yeah they, they have the ne- yeah. they have the necklace. They pull it out of a bag of, of white powder. Oh, it was inside the. Oh yes. wow. Okay. Yes. And nobody did the thing where they dip a finger in the powder and then rub it. No, on no, that that. <laughs> no, because that's the thing that got me is when they're putting this because there's a little secret compartment in the floor and they've got this mm-hmm. bag of white powder and I think oh well this is all a drug deal because once again it's a mid '80s action movie. Of course it's about Makes cocaine. Sense. Yeah, but then it's all about this necklace, and nobody ever really talks about drugs again. Nobody it, will ever look for this valuable necklace in this bag of drugs. <laughs> it just it was big bag was, of. There, I just love the idea of these two crooked cops going. What can we put this necklace in? Mm, how about this evidence bag of cocaine? No one will notice yeah. that missing. Uh, these two and are also, such fucking. What was dummies. the purpose of just hiding it for a long time? It was supposed to be a drop off. Apparently, I think was the idea, okay. and then the guy steals yeah. it. From the drop off, so then when the when the gangsters come to get it, it's not there. But drugs so he, are weird. He he drops it into this drop zone, mm-hmm. which is this back cigar room. Yeah. But then, in the moment, decides, you know what? No, I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. Well, because they he yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he puts it in, he closes it up, and then he's like, hmm. And then he opens hmm. the thing up and grabs the necklace out and pockets it, and then walks yes. out. And then I guess the idea is he's gonna. He he's putting the blame on on Shokasugi Sam. or Sam Green or you know whoever's here. They so, must have. So they were it. just using that place as a drop off for years, probably. Yeah, I'm assuming. 
Okay, that makes a little more sense than just like this. This because to me it was like this uh, old cigar shop is specifically being used just for this necklace, and then that's it. I yeah. didn't really put together that it was like I think sort of a regular drop off. I think that's spot. the that, thing. It's it's a, yeah. It's just meant to where where illegal goods are going. Uh, yeah, because they know it's even not a line. Used. I think there's even a line where it's like it's in the usual spot or something. There's yeah. something like that. Oh, okay. There's okay. yeah. There's so much tossed off info in singular lines in this movie, which I love. Like yeah. it's once again, it's very yeah. 80s acts where like eh, blah, blah, it's it's there you go. There's your answer if you want to dig for it. But Whatever. you're just here for ninja shit, so don't really worry about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I also like how Sam talks about that room because the way he talks about it is that he just has never gotten to opening it up. Like he just mm-hmm. never really got around to it, but it would be more interesting if it was what you were saying, John, where it's like he intentionally locked it off because it reminds him of, of his wife, you know, mm-hmm. um, but they, they didn't. They well, didn't that would really the, you're, you're trying to make Sam more of a character list. Man, let's be honest. I, you know, I can't, it, it, it may have been though, right? Like it may have been like, that's what he's telling them. But the subtext is that, you know, that's true. It just pains him too much to, you know, he misses her, et cetera. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there, there. It's funny because you don't want too much expository dialogue, but sometimes you need a little bit more. And this one was right, kind of right on that line of like, they, they, they tell you with like a, a throwaway line, which if you were paying close enough attention, you'll get it. But if not, then you're like, wait. What? Completely lost. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, this. The, uh, I, I will say uh, once again in the action shelf canon, this movie moves pretty well. This is a pretty well yes. structured. What is this? About ninety five minutes. Something like that. Yeah. It's this is this is this is this is pretty good for like an eighties ninja well-paced movie. Well movie. Yeah. Because yeah, we, sure. we watch. Uh, we talk about pacing issues almost more than anything on this show. Pacing uh, is the worst. <laughs> thing about a bad movie it has yeah. like it has to be uh, yeah. either that or like poor sound quality i think are the most obnoxious and we and get hard to over a lot of uh, both issue. of those on this show yeah uh, yeah and this movie didn't really have either of those issues which is probably why it, well we always feel more comfortable in the 80s because there was at least some polish of quality right. to even the b action right. movies of the 80s as opposed to now current day low budget action Good God, they don't give a damn at all. At all, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's very strange. Uh, it's it's probably just because it's so much easier to make movies these days, so uh, uh, you don't need that investment. So yeah, they uh the 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 mob boss is mad because the necklace is missing, and mm-hmm. uh, these two dumb dumb crooked cops who I love their whole like comedy duo. Hey, we're just a couple of sleazebag crooked cops. Uh, right. I don't, and I, they look like cops. Like before they even say they're cops, they walk in on this scene, and I was like, "Oh, these guys are cops." Like they, they did a really good job with that. You see the, that mustache? That's a cop mustache. They've got the, yeah. they've got the cheap suits and the mustache and the whole era about them. Like, hey, yeah, that's yeah. right. We're just a couple of cops. The okay. only thing they were missing Speaking was of, stains. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and their ties weren't loose enough. I think. Right, right, right exactly. Yeah. Uh, speaking of their outfits, though, I did want to point out that Shokasugi is killing the fit game in this movie. Everything that man wears is fucking clean and mm-hmm. dope. Yeah. Like the sweaters he has on, and his son too. At one point, comes out in this little like thriller, like this black and white thriller jacket oh, with yeah. all these zippers and shit. Fucking awesome. 
like the the scene where he goes to the 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 boat and is like taking them all out. Mm-hmm. He's got like like a leather members only jacket with mm-hmm. the sleeves like rolled up on his forearms and then black gloves and like black slacks. Yeah, absolutely killing it. So, this was yeah. like the most stylish. Like like you know you have this eighties ninja movie. And usually there, it's like you know something like American Ninja, where they're in like some kind of camp, and there's these soldiers everywhere, or like mm-hmm. you know just everyone's in some kind of like karate gi or something. Like he was just like, and and on top of that, like we mentioned earlier, you know, a, a Japanese man as the lead of a movie in the '80s, and he's not like a caricature. It's not no, pastiche. No. He's like a he's a loving father who's very competent. And he's killing the fit game. It's it's yeah. fantastic. He's he's actually <laughs> the only one who is really. I mean, and and you talk about yeah. the kid, but like all the gangsters look disheveled and kind of or they're yeah, yeah, yeah. schlubby yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and he and here he's he yeah he's always just sleek and cool no matter what he's wearing. And it's not till the end that he puts on his shredder costume. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Uh, oh God, that helmet is so awesome. Um, by the way, the sequel to this movie, I go, is just there. It's kind of Batman, isn't it? Because they give him his commissioner yes. Gordon at the end with the right? guy going like, I thought the same thing. Yeah, like, it's a know, very like, like this guy, for example, for leaves the calling card. Taste for the theatrics. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, no more ninja shit in this town. Like it's kind of his thing. <laughs> yeah. But it's also sort of like a wink. I guess we'll never uh, know who that ninja is. And you'll never have to, right? Exactly. Exactly. It did. It seemed like, uh, oh, we'll be seeing each other again, Commissioner. And it's like, yeah, we're always on the lookout for the ninja, but also, and then there'll be a ninja signal, and then the kid is his Robin. It just becomes yeah, Batman. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> this it, movie should have had at least three sequels. Yeah, like man. it should have been a like an epic franchise. <laughs> Um, I know. Uh, I'm so I'm so bummed that never happened. Uh, oh, you know what I just put together is that "Pray for Death" is kind of just another way of saying "Death Wish," right? Mm-hmm. Which was well, but yeah. When did, when did Death Wish come out? Was it Death Wish would have been like the first one would have been like mid seventies, so probably okay, about yeah. So but we're definitely we're on like Death Wish four by this point, right? Yeah. <laughs> but the inclusion of it as a line of dialogue. Sends oh my it over god! The top you know what I just Death realized. Wish. Hmm. Yeah, because he tells him he's like, "You will pray for death, right?" Yeah, leave my At family. At the end, alone. Yeah. he's literally going, "Kill me, kill me." I didn't even think about he, that until I now. didn't until you said that. Yeah, he is yeah. praying for death. That's <laughs> it all, boy, rad. does he get a death? He <laughs> sure gets quite a death. Uh, well, let's talk about. It. We're right about to the real introduction of Limehouse. Which is, he's the one that the mob boss sends to find the necklace, which mm-hmm. involves, first, we're going to question this old man who obviously took it. Mm-hmm. Who, yeah, they beat the shit out of with a crowbar. Yeah. They find, they, 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 like, cornered, the old man's leaving town, and Chokasugi and family help load him up and everything, and and he's on his way, and then they just, like, they run him off the road into this, you know, old derelict warehouse area. That looked like and, it was burned down or something. Yeah. yeah. These action movies never have a lack of abandoned warehouses, industrial <laughs> right. factories, anything yeah. like that. Uh, the We always talk about that these movies love this kind of stuff. 
Uh, I love that he was on his way to Atlantic City. Such an old guy thing in the 80s. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's on, and I and I do like that he's got all of his stuff, and they're going like, "Well, just do you think he has a necklace in there?" And Limehouse just goes, "Ah, who has time to look through all that shit? Let's just beat him. <laughs> We're just gonna beat him to death. I'm sure it's in there somewhere." I mean, because when he starts just wailing on him with the crowbar, I like that even one of the other goons is like, "Jesus, boss, he's already <laughs> dead." Yeah, they're they're showing us that this guy is just unhinged. an absolute like yeah unhinged killer. And then yeah. they they douse him with gasoline and light him on fire, and the dummy of old Sam Green in this explosion is pretty legit. Like it doesn't look like a bunch of you know like socks inside yeah. of a like a you know an outfit. Like it looks like a person is on that hood. I did write down that before they burn him, after he kills him, Limehouse goes, "He's safe in the arms of Jesus." That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Uh listen, you know, chewing the scenery. Uh Ibrahim yeah, at yeah, the end yeah. of every uh, at the end of every year we do the show, we give around our awards for the movies we've watched that year, the Shelfies. I think Limehouse is current front runner for our best villain. For this year? Yeah, I'm struggling to remember uh, a better villain so Yeah, far Limehouse year, is honestly. Limehouse is pretty great. He really stands yeah. out. This guy yeah. is a full-on unhinged maniac played by a way overqualified actor for it, which I think helps <laughs> a lot. Who wrote the movie, which I, is, is such an important thing, right? Because yeah. I don't think you get this kind of commitment from somebody who who wasn't uh as involved, you know. Right. And there there have been examples of movies where somebody who's playing the villain uh also wrote the movie i think cosmic sin did this um yeah. or no 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 no. he was the he was the quippy best friend uh and, it, and... it's um uh it's the other bruce willis one we watched that had the producer playing the villain that's what it was and yeah was, uh. and he was he was one of the worst performances we've ever seen in anything yeah that that's, guy just that's couldn't act risk. i don't i don't think it was a lack that's of commitment that man into. couldn't yeah. act <laughs> right he is clearly not uh trained by the royal shakespeare company yeah. but um, yeah that's that's the risk is that somebody might put themselves into a part just for like i don't know like a vanity project kind of a thing right uh, but this definitely felt like he was really giving it his all which well he's he's know. he's actually doing what a good action movie should do which is building up the villain as a real threat it doesn't feel like a vanity yeah. project because yeah. shokasugi is so well shown off in the movie it is he is really presenting as like oh fuck this guy is super dangerous yeah yes. uh, in a in a unhinged no one's ever been this psychotic way but i love it because you're just going like yeah. how did this guy being this psychotic rise up to any rank in an organization he should have already like died died in a hail of gunfire yeah. like years ago yeah, but he's like the number point. two guy yeah like he, he should have had of... a scarface death like at least a decade before this movie took place i haven't seen the batman yet but he kind of looks like colin farrell's penguin yeah a little yeah, bit a little yeah bit. he's got a little bit of that uh by the way highly recommend the batman uh yeah i'm excited i heard it's coming to streaming in like a month yeah it's gonna be yeah 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 i know i know you haven't seen it either it is fantastic um Mm. but uh (laughs) just every podcast i go on i'm like the batman is great uh (laughs) um so yeah uh let's talk about the kid the, the the fight we mentioned a little bit earlier where the kid fights these uh gangsters in yeah these street hoods in the the parking lot of like a 711. Mhm. Yeah. 
parents, knowing that they live in this extremely uh, violent, like crime-ridden area, go, hey, yeah. young children, why don't you run down to the corner store and get us some milk? Yeah, just the worst parent. Like Sam literally said it earlier. Do not let your kids out on their own. <laughs> yeah. Lock your door. Well, it's it, 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 this, dangerous. Oh my, I just, I, I like I said, the, there's something which is weird that I'm going to say this, but like growing up on these kinds of movies on VHS, there is something so nostalgic to me about the just over-the-top crime-ridden city of these movies. Like the Death right, Wish yeah. movies, stuff like that, where it is just on every corner an active assault is happening. <laughs> and I love the ne'er-do-wells in this, how they're like, hey, that's my bike. Yeah. And all the other ones are like, yeah, no, I seen it. Yeah, that's his bike. Like, uh, it, it felt very natural. You yeah. Know? Like, mm -hmm. I was surprised at the level of, of uh, like, believability of that part. That is rare in these movies. Yeah. Uh, it may yeah. have been because that is pretty rare. Usually these are the most cartoonish depictions of street yeah. punks. And trash, right. yeah. um, but and uh, you know when you're like you're beating up a bunch of street toughs, and then you're like, oh shit, my brother got kidnapped. <laughs> That's what happens to young Takeshi in this scene. Yeah, where <laughs> oh, you, you know to see it though. But yeah, it, it no, I love the way Limehouse like this fight is happening. Everybody's watching. Limehouse just kind of walks up, doesn't draw a lot of attention, and he's just like, and grabbing this kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yoink! Like Homer into the bushes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, just, he just is like, and I got the kid, and let's go, let's go. Uh, yeah. So because this is this is kind of what instigates the whole thing, really is. Yeah. The old man didn't have the necklace, therefore this Japanese family must have the necklace. So it's definitely not the crooked cops. Like, no, those guys totally on the level. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Why well, they, they question it too. They're just like, it could be the crooked cop. But, but they're, they're just they're like, like eh, eh, let's just you let's know, not harass start there anyway. Let's yeah. that's... any any amount of due diligence from these gangsters would have yielded the fact that this family literally framed a dollar bill. Yeah, they don't have a several million dollar <laughs> necklace in their possession. No, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, no, that's that's it exactly. And the other thing that I just kept thinking is like, it's really all Limehouse's fault because. Like, Shokasugi is, really is willing to let so much go. Yes. Like, yeah. he, he, th there are so many times he should have killed everybody. Really, just the kidnapping the son should have set him off. But he really is trying not to murder people. Right. Uh, doing his best, yeah. But, uh, but he just keeps escalating at Limehouse for no reason. I mean, it, the fact it's because he's so unhinged. Right, it's yeah. because he's looking for an excuse to inflict. And you know, that is why people. you don't have a guy like this in your criminal organization. Exactly. <laughs> he's going to get they, everyone One killed. of the people you beat up is bound to be a ninja. It's you know? just like, going to happen. It's just Time and happen. time. I mean, it's, is there any criminal organization in reality that wasn't eventually brought down this way? Especially <laughs> in the 80s. Like, the, you know, you... <laughs> Eventually, you're gonna you're gonna throw a rock and hit a ninja. I mean, that's the right. one, one out of ten people were ninjas in the '80s, right? I mean, Ooh, isn't that just the true. thing in general? You just never knew. Uh, yeah. So they they kidnap uh, the son uh, and uh, they call and they're like, "If you want to see him again, bring that necklace to the docks." Yeah, to Pier Forty Nine or whatever. Because, as aforementioned, Limehouse is a dock rat. Right. 
Uh, and so, uh, I did, this is one of like three scenes where the wife goes, please call the police. And Shogasugi's like, no, I will handle yeah. this. I mean, obviously we know that it wouldn't have gone well because he doesn't know about the, he doesn't know about the crooked cops. Exactly. It would have been nice to have maybe seen a scene with a cop harassing him or something like that. Right. To give him a reason to distrust the police. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, you don't have to in a 2022 movie. Uh, Because now somebody goes, don't call the cops. I'm like, yeah, good call. Um, But uh, uh, in this, though, it just seems like it's just like, I'm a ninja. I'll handle it. But also not going to go full ninja, though right yeah they he haven't doesn't... they haven't quite warranted his full ninja response at this point <laughs> yeah kidnapping his son is not enough of right. I, know, I would argue there'll be had, way more if uh, he had flipped out here movie. and killed everybody i would have gotten it though just kidnapping the son felt like enough for me but you know right. he's sure. he's really yeah. like no i'm working on myself i'm trying to be a better person i told to my fair, wife John, yeah this is the child this isn't the child who's the martial artist so <laughs> How much value That's is true. this kid really bringing to the family? <laughs> Just saying. He's neither engineer they're only, nor ninja. Yeah, yeah, they're only making like a dollar seventy nine in a given day. Like, that's one less mouth to feed. For all we know, exactly. based on this movie, <laughs> that's the only customer they ever get the whole time. The <laughs> <laughs> Didn't seem like they were ever doing booming business. Uh, no. Yeah. So. Uh, he comes to see him, and they immediately, uh, Shokasugi, they immediately chain him up with handcuffs. Uh, and I'm going like, oh, there's an opportunity for him to escape from that. Let's do as many things as we can to see Shokasugi escape. I like it. The I So this leads to Limehouse kind of torturing him and, you know, like, oh, yeah. I'm going to have fun with this guy. Like, because he doesn't respond to the uh, the cut they give him on his chest. And I got to say... That looked extremely realistic when yeah. they when they run that knife across his chest. I couldn't see the like, you know, the prosthetic uh, blending point or anything. I my, was like, man, my, it looks like they really just cut this man. My guess is it's a knife that's that's pouring blood out of the blade as opposed to a prosthetic. I mm, think yeah. I think that's what would that create that expression. that line across because um, mm-hmm. they do some of that with like throat slits and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, it did look good. It reminded me of the first Rambo movie when you cut back to John Rambo being tortured and they're slicing yeah. his chest like that. And you're like, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we're going to take things up a notch. and I'm going to use this blowtorch to torture your son in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> He's going. And that's when he right stops. In. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, that's when he stops playing games and he just like disappears like, out of the handcuffs. Out yeah <laughs> i love not so he disappeared they're like what he's out of those handcuffs and they turn around what the kid's gone too yeah <laughs> and then he's good. and then they get him running with the kid on like giving him a piggyback running out of there as the guys are shooting at them and i'm mm-hmm. like damn that kid is gonna get hit first if he's on <laughs> you know the back of him he's, or whatever he's but wearing you know. the kid as a kevlar vest now um yeah <laughs> at that point yeah but of course, they're '80s movie action henchmen. They can't hit shit, um, right? Yeah, they're firing, and 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 this is where you go. Ah, maybe let it go at this point. No, no, <laughs> right. no, no. It's time to raise the stakes way more. Thanks, Limehouse. 
But yeah. this is if, where if he there's does... like an ego thing. If there's an ego aspect to it, that would make sense. They don't. The script doesn't really get into that. But no, maybe, the the I motivation for Limehouse is that he's a psycho. Like that's that the yeah. the movie just and I'm willing to go with that. Like they're just like yeah. this guy's fucking crazy, and you're like, yeah, yeah. okay, sure, sure, yeah. Um, well, so does he? He goes back to the ship though, right? Like. Well, his his next no, movie no, is, is, is he goes to the he does go to the cops at this point and says, Cho goes to the cops and says that's the guy who kidnapped my son. I here's the photo because they're right. showing him all the known gangsters and this is where Commissioner Gordon or whatever the guy whoever the the <laughs> singular good cop in this corrupt station yeah. is like, boy, you just hit the jackpot. This is where we get that's Limehouse Willie the Doc Rat. Right. I've been trying to bust him for years. But then, because he, Shokasugi goes to the boat again after this, when uh, they're having, like, the belly dancing party on the yes. boat. Mm-hmm. That's after they run over his wife. and or, Yeah. Is, or, is that oh, that that's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Because the, the, the crooked cops, of course, of course, Commissioner Gordon is not a great Commissioner Gordon because he's like, uh, here, these two detectives will take your statement. And it's like, yeah, we're the two guys who obviously yeah. work for the mob. Uh, <laughs> and at that point, he hands the the detective, like, the, the lineup sheet. And uh, yeah. and Shokasugi notes, he's like, oh, you're left-handed? And the guy's like, yeah, is that a problem? And he's like, no. Because and I, I didn't really get the connection there. Like, did he d- surmise that whoever had no, been? Because at one point we see him in the old cigar annex. Yeah. And he finds a thread and is like, oh. And Sa- then Sam had said that the person who was in there and took the necklace was left handed. Sam said it. Yeah. How did Wait, Sam know? I, yeah, when did Sam oh. say that? I don't have that answer. I just have that Sam said that line of dialogue <laughs> that apparently Sam had seen the person who took it or something and said it was le- he oh, was left-handed. Okay. They didn't then show him Steve, they though. do the thread thing and those are the yeah. two pieces of evidence, I guess. No, how Sam knows that the guy who stole the necklace was left-handed is not answered by the movie. I didn't okay. realize that Sam knew anyone had even taken the necklace like, cuz he didn't know about the existence of an he says right? the only thing he knows is whoever it was the guy was left-handed right right okay, okay. it's another but... tossed off single line of dialogue that the movie is going please <laughs> pray for death you gotta really like you gotta remember every word anyone says in this pay, thing yeah you gotta pay very careful attention it's yeah. very ridiculous yeah. uh that is unusual for these movies um yeah but uh but his identifying them uh to the cops means uh it's time to run down his family with a truck right <laughs> yeah which and, uh, oh, go oh go ahead michael i was just gonna say and this is so the, the the kid gets kidnapped uh in this first sequence and then now the kid is also responsible for getting run over by a car as well as the wife this child is <laughs> gets gets this family into so much trouble like unnecessarily because i yeah. i believe this is where he kicks the is this where he kicks the um the ball out of the out the window is that what the, the sequence is yeah yeah and it goes out into the street to get it and then yeah, and the, the car the, runs him over yeah, yeah now with the, wife, with the wife yeah yeah the, the when they cut away after the collision 
I don't know if you guys caught this, but the 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 man, you know, the dummies in the street. The little boy was beheaded. Like the kid, the head <laughs> is like catch that. in a different. And I was like, oh my god! <laughs> and then, but then it cuts back to him, and they run up to him, and they're like, "Are you okay?" And he's whole. And I'm like, "Wow, yeah. really?" Just like... And it wasn't a scene where like you see the bodies flying, and then so it's not like they just like, ah, well, that was a good shot, and we only can do that once, so we got to leave it in. It was a static image of the mom and the boy lying in the street after being hit, and the head is just literally like six feet away from the body. Oh, I did not catch that. That is, Abraham. I love that you're clocking all the dummy acting in this movie. That is great. I got it. I got to do it. Wigs and dummies. That's Wigs what I know. Wigs and dummies, man. Yeah. Uh, and and those are usually a plenty on any action shelf movie. Both of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It reminds me of the scene in On Deadly Ground. I think it was where Steven Seagal like is running away from an explosion, and you. And what's supposed to be him is clearly a dummy being flung and like <laughs> yes. going everywhere. Uh, yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's the level that this movie's on. Yeah, so they they uh, I like they they run down the wife and then they go, all right, let's get in another car, drive back and see if they're dead. Right. <laughs> and of course, Shokasugi immediately clocks these guys because they look suspicious they're... as hell. They look so suspicious. They're not even trying to pretend like they're just, what's going on? Oh, I do love yeah, this There's moment. no level of concern to their face. It's they're just like, like, no. They're just like, yeah. they peer around. Are they dead? I can't tell. Uh, but I do like that they're loading the wife and son of the ambulance. Shokasugi's like, yeah, yeah. I'll meet you at the hospital. Meet I, just, you the- <laughs> I gotta do something real quick. <laughs> gotta Pops into something. his little Honda Accord. <laughs> speeds after these guys and this is the first and not the last time we're gonna see him leap into the back of a truck and uh oh this is so great when he grabs the guy through the truck into the the bed of it and they start fighting Mm -hmm. back there and the guy driving at no point thinks let me slam on the brakes let me do something to toss this guy out of the truck this car he just never... keeps driving. Like, can you believe these two are fighting back? This, is, this crazy. is crazy, man. But I, hey, I still gotta get back home. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, and then of course he he knocks that guy up and flips out of the truck. Another flip. Uh, it, it flips many, off of the so truck just as it collides into two other cars, and they all this. explode in a giant fireball. It, that is, it I is, think, what made me laugh out loud. It was so incredible. Weird. Yeah, it's it's literally a fender bender. It's yeah. like like you would you would need like a, a like a new bumper and like maybe a grill on that truck, <laughs> and three vehicles, including that truck, just are an engulfed in an explosion. Because <laughs> yeah, there's two cars parked on the side of the road, uh, and the truck runs into one of them, and I'm assuming the momentum of it running into that parked car, running into the next parked car also makes that one explode. Right. I think is what this movie is trying what to tell What they us. didn't yeah. say is that one of these cars had a trunk full of nitroglycerin. Um, no, that, <laughs> it was implied, I think. I mean, this is this is canon level, because what were we watching the other week, Lisman, Murphy's Law with Charles Bronson, which yeah. is a canon movie, where Charles Bronson shot at a car enough with his thirty eight revolver that the car just exploded. Yep. Um, like that was yeah. video game logic. He just shot the car enough for it to blow right. up. <laughs> Full on video game logic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, that was great. So these guys are taken care of. Uh, okay, yeah. Then this is where he goes to. Oh well, first we find out the wife's gonna make it at least 
for a while, which I I was shocked that, yeah, that both of these die, two survived. Because yeah. knowing kind of what this movie was about, I was just waiting for the family to get slaughtered. Yeah. My memory of it was that she died in the car accident. So when she was still alive in the hospital, I was like, she, she kinda, wow, okay. She kind of just should have because the, it's so needless that they're like, no, that's not yeah. brutal enough. She really needs why to get they, murdered later. Yeah, why did they – they should have just killed her off in the scene. But I guess they wanted him to, like, turn to the shadows towards the end of the movie maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's pretty close yeah. to the shadows here because w- once he finds out his wife's going to be okay – now he's going to the boat, which includes one of my favorite parts of this movie, when he puts himself in this giant wooden spool and rolls up <laughs> oh to the guys. God. It was incredible. Loved it. So that good. was incredible because, like, okay, picture you're one of these henchmen on the dock mm-hmm. keeping guard, and you're like, man, they're inside watching the belly dances. Everyone's having fun except me out here on the docks, you know? Can you believe it? And we then... got to get this duty out here? Shit. <laughs> Can I even get a sandwich or something from inside? <laughs> Jesus, right? And then all of a sudden, this giant wooden cable spool comes <laughs> rolling at you, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then a man <laughs> springs out of it, and he's got the dopest outfit you've seen all week, <laughs> and he kills you. Yeah. And the way this, they shot it, you couldn't tell. Like you could tell that somebody was on there, but you couldn't like make out too much detail. Which yeah, it, because it was the, actually pretty well shot. Yeah, yeah, the shadow I think from mm-hmm. the spool, like from mm-hmm. the the you know the wide part of it or whatever. I, I this is I mean hats off to to whoever the I can't remember the the writer's name, the villain guy, but oh James, that was some Booth. Yeah, James Booth. Yes, James Booth. Uh, that was awesome. I that can was say great. safely that I don't think I, I've never seen that in another Never seen it in no. 100%. No, same here. That's going to be like if, if when I think back on this movie, even years from now, I will remember that. That's the thing that's going to mm-hmm. stick with me for sure. Because, yes. um, yeah, that is new. And he takes these guys out. I did want to like, uh, I don't get paid enough for this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always want one guy in these movies just go, ah, ninjas, I'm out. Uh, right. <laughs> That's that's something I always love to see in movies whenever they incorporate it is like not everybody's going to fight to the death, you know. No, yeah. it's, if you it's, see it's like one eight of, the, of your friends get taken out in front of you, it's you're going to be the, like the best, the one of the best moments in Iron Man 3 when that one guy yep. just gives up and goes, "Dude, I don't even care. These things are so weird." And Iron Man's just like, "Yeah, get out of here." Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> once, I love that. Once Iron Man has killed movies. eight guys in front of you, you're just like, "Fuck it. I'm not fighting Iron Man. This is not worth it." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah so that and then uh now he's infiltrating the boat which yeah limehouse lives on this giant what what is this like a decommissioned cruise ship it's it's like a freighter it's like a it looks like a cargo ship essentially that it I does think they just yeah. kind of outfitted like one of the cabins to look nice you yeah know? but he's but it's you know it's a big multi-deck ship so you got yeah. joe kasugi going up uh you know level by level this is like we said, this is where you get your most ninja bang for your buck here. Yeah, this is this is the best boat infiltration scene in a movie, right up there with the Winter Soldier. Yes, mm, I was just thinking about it, that. It, it does have a similar vibe to that. Uh, yeah, and uh, he's just taking guys out. You get a, you get so many goons going like, "Huh, you hear something? I don't, be, you know, <laughs> whack whack bam bam." He's taking everybody out, uh, and it's just cool as hell. 
Something yeah. I was thinking about, Lisbon, watching this movie is, you know, we, we haven't done a lot of ninja movies up to this point. The other thing we don't get a lot on this show is bladed combat. That was a nice it's thing. True. We, you know, we do a lot of movies with, with hand-to-hand or guns. We don't get a lot of sword or knife or, you know, shuriken or anything. Uh, Pretty rare, yeah. You guys are more the ninja guys. I want to talk about a weapon that shows up later in the movie, which is this thing that's, it's a bunch of spikes that make like a circle. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I know. It doesn't look like a real thing. Yeah. No, because I'm just going like, is there a name for this? I've never, once again, you know, I am a, you know, mild, I mean, I'm a ninja fan, but like, if it's not a Ninja Turtles weapon, I, I don't, I'm not sure I know what it is. Uh, well, yeah. so a, a shuriken is really any bladed throwing weapon. It doesn't okay. have to be like a star. It can be, yeah. you know, the knives, et cetera. Um, and that, yeah, that was like kind of like a, it, like, it looked like a Christmas decoration that you put at the top of the tree that like nobody ever wants to use because it's a real pain in the ass and the pieces collapse on each other and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, it looked like I think like they ten, made it just spikes. for this. Okay. It looked like ten spikes. It, it, like, it's stuck it's, together. Yeah. It's real yeah. nasty when it impales, guys. Like I, I like the effect of it, but I did think I don't think I've ever seen that before. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't really understand because obviously the points were sharp. Yeah. But was there blades along the side of it? Or it, it almost like, seems like it's like knitting needles put together. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, very strange. Uh, uh, but and, the, it like comes and, out and it like constructs itself almost. Well, like, he uses it, it two yeah. ways because he uses it as the circle to throw into the mob boss guy. But then there's also yeah. a guy he throws it into and it's just like a collection of five darts together in a guy's chest at uh, one point, too. Yeah. I'm going like, man, yeah, this is an all-purpose weapon. Um, yeah, yeah. He's just like... <laughs> I would have liked to see him construct that thing maybe and just go like, hmm. That would be cool. Uh, just a, yeah. a a montage scene of him welding. Well, we do get we do get the needles together. We, that would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. But we do get the scene of him making his sword, which I do. Oh love. yes, Always we do. Love that. Yeah. Uh, but first, yeah. So he he infiltrates this boat, gets through all these guys, and then gets the knife on Limehouse, which is here's where he says, "Leave my family alone, or I promise you will pray for death." Yeah. Like, Fuck yeah, man. And then, yeah, as as soon as Limehouse turns around, he's already out at the window. <laughs> yeah. So and good. whatever, he, he nicked Limehouse enough to put him in the hospital. But, of course, that's all part of Limehouse's plan. I thought well, Limehouse did his own wrist. Himself, right? Mm. Yeah. Like he yeah, so like, he nicks him on the now, show. Like, now, now we're talking about a moment I looked away from the screen. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Limehouse is like, wait a minute, I've got an idea, and then takes a knife and cuts his own wrist. I'm like, okay, gotcha. Okay, all right. Further, ad- wow. oh, I like that actually. I'm, I'm sad I missed that because that is further adding to the kind of psychopath he is. Limehouse um, is an agent of chaos. It's pretty <laughs> lucky know? he got sent to the same hospital as as right. Jokasugi's wife. That's that's pretty convenient. Was this guy James Booth ever up for the Joker? Because I'm just saying. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not sure they made the right call with Nicholson now. Um, <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, uh, so yeah, he's uh, he of course he, he's in the hospital. And he's like, oh, geez, doc, I really uh, can't sleep. Can you can you give me a shot? And the doc's is like, oh, sure thing. And then I, he forces the shot into the doctor. Yeah. Yes. And then cut to he's wearing the doctor's lab coat and scrubs, and he's wheeling something down the hall. 
and you're just like, man, this is this is the part of the movie where I start to go like, this guy is unstoppable. Yeah. I, ha- I have to wonder because I haven't been taken in an ambulance to a hospital. Is there a, a level of like identifying the person if they're conscious, like? Well, there's get, huge writing down their information. There's huge importance on identifying patients in a hospital. Right. Like anytime I've ever been in a hospital, every single person is asking your name, checking your wristband against anything. This one just says he's a doc rat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but uh, yes, it's good enough. Go ahead and put him on the doc rat floor. Um, <laughs> another doc rat injury here. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Put him next to the nice lady who got run over by mysterious persons. <laughs> well, then they, there are police guarding her room that this guy just goes through like nothing. Yeah. Well, because he, he lies to get into the kids later. Mm-hmm. What is he? He doesn't say anything the, the to get into the wife's room, right? He just gets in like he they just, just he, don't he, notice. He knocks out these cops, doesn't he? I thought he said something about time for her time for her shot or something. I thought that was for the child. But maybe, yeah, I don't know. It's all maybe I, that's yeah. I, I literally saw this like <laughs> earlier this morning, and I can't remember the specific details. Because <laughs> once again, the detail yeah. the details in this movie really don't matter. Uh, <laughs> why why couldn't he just go to the hospital? Like why couldn't he just physically go there and kill the? Like why did he? Or have why to did he need to do the whole thing as a patient? He could have just gotten into the hospital, knocked the doctor out, and taken his. I mean, like you know, I. I bet he thought of that once he was in there with a bandage on his arm. Like, ah, shit. <laughs> Limehouse, you've done it again. You could have just... <laughs> Limehouse... Hey, man, Limehouse never chooses the easy way, all right? That's That's, true. that's just Limehouse. Yeah. Uh, Limehouse gonna Limehouse. That's all right. You know, yeah. Uh, there's a shirt. We'll, we'll start producing that shirt. Um, hmm. But, uh, yeah, so he, he comes through. And, of course, it's not a... He's got the wife, and he's... Lisbon, it's just like I said, especially in the '80s, it would not be an '80s action movie without a rape scene in it. And this one is brief and mostly implied, which I appreciate. If you're gonna yeah. do it, we've seen much more graphic. Ass- you can almost assume it doesn't happen, except for the fact that why would they show him opening up her shirt mm-hmm. uh, at all? Also, why does she have a button-up shirt in, like lying in a hospital bed? Wouldn't she have like a like a I don't know what they're. Yeah, called. the gown. Yeah, yeah. Like ties in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's whatever. it's just for this purpose, which is we got to put yeah. boobs in an '80s movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he just stabs her okay. while she's unconscious. Great. That might have been the difference because I don't remember boobs in that scene. Oh, maybe we did so maybe see the the the. Hester you guys cut. saw the. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, was... in in this, he yeah he unbuttons her shirt and 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 exposes her breasts. I think only to imply the rape, it seems like. It's just like, you know what? Okay. I don't think the rape really happens in the, in the non R rated one. I kind of wish I saw that better. I think, yeah, I wish I saw that version. Yeah. Because when, when you guys were mentioning it, I, and you know, like I said, my attention was a bit divided because I was like folding laundry. So I was, I assumed I must've just looked away, but I do remember him being on top of her. And I thought, okay, well then that, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I don't think that because oh, it was wow. pretty. It was pretty quick, like this, the scene with the two of them. So yeah, I think I think maybe the no PG thirteen so, version is so the way in this, to go. So was there? Did you did you still see like gore and like blood and people getting? Stabbed There's still a lot of blood and yeah. I mean all the all the you know, interesting. uh, shurikens to the forehead and Check all that shit. Uh, the knife there, you know, the throat slitting was all there. So 
Yeah, so maybe they, they just. Yeah, they must have just. Oh, here's that the. Okay, one. here's here's the here. There actually is. What are the uh, on IMDb? If you go to the trivia or the the FAQ section, somebody asked, "What are the differences between the R-rated version and the uncut version?" Mm. Uh, they said most of it is Limehouse actions. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, so yeah, I think I think you're you're right about that. Uh, it is it is that. Interesting. Uh, hmm. hmm. Uh, yeah. So what? Because what this is is he 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 opens up her shirt and then he also like lifts up her lifts leg, up her leg. Yeah. and then it cuts to something else and it cuts back implying he's raped her something. and now he starts stabbing her. Oof. Okay. Yeah. And you're yeah. just like, was that necessary? No, it wasn't. Yikes. Yeah, yeah, but it's just it's just that movie of this era when we talk about that feeling like a canon movie, you know, one of their death wish movies where it's like it's not enough. He's got to rape the wife and then murder her. Uh, and then it cuts to him. I, I, I do like the inclusion of him cleaning up in the bathroom afterwards, though. Like, he's washing the blood off his face and stuff. Just going like, well, time to go back to being a doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which um, I don't think does anything because then he has to fight a bunch of cops right after this. Yeah, because then the Commissioner Gordon puts it together. Oh, the, the, the wife. And, mm-hmm. the, you know, because they're checking on the boy. Right, and then and then it turns into, you know, like Terminator Two <laughs> hospital scene. It gets it, it gets very out. Terminator yeah. here. Right, he's, he's yeah. just throwing. And I kept thinking they have guns. It's only at the very end, as he's running away, that somebody tries to shoot him. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't uh, you can't overlook the absolute devastation of an aluminum hospital cart. <laughs> because he's he's turning this thing into a fucking battering ram. There's a point oh, yeah. where this cop gets hit by the cart that he pushes at him and he's like struggling to get past it, like waiting his turn to attack Limehouse again. And it was just like, oh my God. Come on, guys. Like I love th- that a stunt guy trying to sell something like that. Yeah. 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 That's that's one of those things in these kind of movies where you get a little frustrated because you're like, did did the people who made this not think that we understand what that the... these everyday items are what they are? You know, like <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. That, you don't really feel that viscerally when that thing is trapping a guy. I, yeah. I can't. It, he's got me. Uh... Nobody on set was like, "This doesn't make any yeah. sense." Right. <laughs> well, like, I can't. Eh, good enough. They. I missed this day in academy where they. <laughs> threw carts at us you know listen didn't you take a a, a cart get, getting hit by cart class when you were doing your acting <laughs> oh yeah for stage combat there yeah. was a specific uh, day um, for medical gurneys and um, you know uh, wireframe carts and i love that lethal. it's all just different things all right now here's what happens if a gurney comes at you here's what happens <laughs> If uh, if a box of uh, medical supplies hits you, here's what happens: it's yep. a wooden crate. Great, yeah. You yeah, got to be ready thorough. for anything as an actor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Shokasugi demands to see his wife, and the commissioner Gordon guy's like, "It's pretty bad. I don't think you want to see it." And he's like, "I want to see my wife." And this is the moment when he swears vengeance, and uh, we get a ninja. As a ninja, but we get, I love when a cop just very weakly goes, hey, don't, don't take the law into your own hands, please. 
<laughs> and, 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 and Kasugi's just like... His son. Yeah? His, his son hears him, like he sneaks in, and he hears his dad say, as a ninja, I will, you know, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, oh. This is why I wish there was an element of, like, him at least starting to introduce his son to like his ninja backstory a little bit. Like if that relationship was a little bit more prominent. Yeah. Like if, if the son suspected it and then this confirmed it, you know, but there was literally nothing. And then he's like, wait, yeah, do more with the secret identity aspect of it. I think would be, would be fun. It's sort of like it's there uh, until it's not. And then it's just like, he's a ninja. Oh, he's a ninja. And we're going. Uh, yeah. you know, it's like I said, I do enjoy the pacing of the movie, but there is there is some more fun you could have with some of these character dynamics. I do like just that having she... like uh, character beats, like moments for characters to react to other like to events happening in the movie that helps flush out. People do just sort of roll along with events that occur in the movie. I, I do think that yeah. is true. Um, but I do like that the cop also uh, uh, Shokasugi says to the cop when he says, "Don't take the law in your hand." Shokasugi just goes, "Keep out of my way," and the cop base just goes like. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. I, I, I got nothing. I there was a – I don't know if it was that scene or – there was some scene where the cop tries to say something and, and Shokasugi just says, like, don't say anything. Mm-hmm. And it was like – was this, yeah. Maybe that was it, yeah. And his, his line delivery was so good. It was. Mm-hmm. I was just like, man, this guy is like – he's actually a pretty dope actor and not just like a – I know. A, you know, martial arts guy. I wish he had mm-hmm. done more movies. If you look, he really only made a handful, and that's a bummer, I think. Uh, but I just love the idea of a cop going like, well, shit, I've been bested. All right, never mind. That's yeah. – he's – we'll have to see what he's up to now. Uh <laughs> But also, the cop has no reason to think that he is a ninja or anything. Yeah. Anything other than just like a you know which, foreigner who his wife just died. You know, which if anything would if would would for me as as the Commissioner Gordon character go, I really need to stop this guy because he's going to get himself killed more than yeah. I, I, I'm. I'm worried he's going to massacre the underworld. Uh, it's almost it implies that the Commissioner character is just like. We'll let him deal with this. Maybe he'll solve let's, it. I don't let's, know. Uh, Honestly, my exp- my entire this. life, my experience with police has been them telling you what their job is not to do. It's true. Like it's whenever true. you need them for anything, uh, well, we can't do this, we can't do that, we don't do this, we don't do that. So, I to me, I'm like, yeah, that plays. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. You know? no, that's fair. If anything, he's like, yeah. maybe maybe he'll crack it, and then we can just kind of, yeah, all right, sure. He does things we could never do as police. He's Once a again, ninja. It's just, just getting to, man, I want just this ninja Batman structure, Batman. you know? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, he swears vengeance, which is going to mean he uh, he gets ready to, to do his ninja stuff. Meanwhile, Limehouse is just on a fucking killing spree because we get this scene where he goes into this restaurant with a machine gun. Who's, yes. who's yeah? Who does here? he? Who does he shoot? I can't remember. Was he it shoots like... the crooked cop with the mustache. He shoots. Yes, he shoots one Netflix. of the crooked cops because the other one is. And there then later. he shoots the guy who the crooked cop was selling the necklace to, and then That's also right. everybody else in the in restaurant. the restaurant. Yeah, and <laughs> then he takes it back to the mob boss, the head guy, and is like, "I got the necklace. The cop had it." Yeah. Done and done. And like, oh, literally, yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, you mean it was our first thought? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
guess we probably should have followed up on that. Maybe huh? shouldn't have uh, tortured you... that Japanese family then. <laughs> yeah, and now you've killed uh, a, a woman, uh, a doctor, three to four police officers, and a restaurant full of people. Yeah. It's cool. At a certain point, you're just drawing attention to the criminal. Well, I will say, I, one, right. one thing the cops would, I feel like once he kills some of these cops, it seems like it would be open season on this guy because that is definitely something they do right. do uh and yeah. but even the cops are like well let's see where let's let's just all right we're gonna let it slide on these three yeah. cop murders and then kind of you know uh but yeah and also again, the fucking massacre of this restaurant because you got to see how evil he is not only does he shoot all the people in the restaurant and then there's a woman carrying he goes hey come here honey i won't hurt you and then he blows her away like, I thought he was going to have some kind of line after he shot her. No. Uh, you know, it's like, I'm not going to hurt you, and then shoots her. He does spit. Kill you. He does like spit yeah. on the body of the crooked cop, thereby leaving his DNA on the scene, too, which is good. Uh... <laughs> yeah, makes sense. You've been limehoused. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they had, uh, they, they didn't really have the, the genetic forensic. Yeah, eighty. That, then, that, right? when that yeah became it would have been early days, and they probably didn't have a big sample pool to compare right. stuff to. So yeah, that is true. So he's just you know once again he's just limehousing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so then we get uh, uh, Shokasugi readying for battle, which does include making his own sword, which is always and cool. Anytime someone forges a blade. I'm like you got me. Like in like in Rambo, the yeah. the 2006 one when he turns his, the propeller blade into his uh, knife. Yeah, incredible. Um, this is also the most notable return of the theme song. Yes, because Back they kind of the use it as a score the way you hear in like a Bond movie when they yes. take the main song and they will you know kind of orchestra it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is like the full on opening song. The lady, the vocals, and everything. Well, th- this is um, the and best. He has made a makeshift it. temple inside the the old warehouse. This is the best use of it because it is him going back to the shadows, literally. And right. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's. I'm like, yeah. Now I get the song. At the beginning, I thought, well, this is kind of an interesting. Like, there's an '80s pop song, but here I'm going like, oh, now I'm with you, movie. Back to. I mean, I liked mm-hmm. the song before, but now its connection to the movie is clear, and I'm I'm in, and I'm I'm like, whoo. Good. There's about 30 minutes left. I'm going, well, this will be all ninja killing, which it basically is. The third act of this yeah. movie yep. is just a massacre, essentially. It's great. It's good stuff. It is very good. Uh, uh, and yeah, this is also where you get the... Uh, well, first we get the son doing some ninja, though. Before we get to Chokazugi, we get uh, we get his son, uh, <laughs> who's got... I mean, talk about it getting to Batman. He's got his motorcycle with the smoke screen coming out of it, and this 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 sequence tonally was very strange because the wife had just been raped and murdered and now the kid is using like home alone style like <laughs> traps and weapons on his bike to take out gangsters well it i mean is, i think the, very the first thing we get is a nut shot right like uh yep. <laughs> you know what's interesting this movie predates both home alone and three ninjas yeah and- that's true you know, it it's kind of doing three similar... ninjas energy to it. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Which uh, like we've oft stuff. promised as a future episode uh, to do three ninjas at some point on here. 
because uh, that was oh, I know boy. yeah I know Lisman and I you and I were both big fans of that as kids but I don't think if we visited oh, yeah. as adults oh I would <laughs> I I would love to return for that one <laughs> Dude, you're in man <laughs> yeah we're gonna yeah, do definitely. we're gonna do a whole ninja month I think on the show next year maybe okay. or something like that so yeah, you know what idea. you know what have you guys ever seen the movie The Hunted from 1995 with John Lone and Christopher Lambert. Absolutely, Ibrahim. You and I have talked about the hunted a few times because that that's movie, right. That's right. We have, and yeah. I and that that was one I was thinking about bringing you back on for actually to do the hunted. I've a hundred percent. Yeah, I, that, that that's movie, the best ninja movie ever made. I remember that was like a random cable viewing where I didn't even know what it was, and I was just like, yeah. "Oh my god, Lisman, have you have you seen the hunted? Oh, you'll love no, it, I've man. Not. It's <laughs> it's Christopher Lambert." hunted by a ninja cult great he, he witnesses the murder of the very beautiful joan chen uh and she she basically he's a businessman in tokyo on business mm-hmm. uh and he meets her at the hotel bar they have a night together it's magical mm-hmm. uh he's like can i see you again she's like no sorry and he's like oh damn he accidentally leaves her room with his key or her, yeah so, or, or leaves leaves her room with her key yeah he goes back to and there are ninjas in her room like there to kill her and you find out she oh. was a prostitute who was trying to leave her pimp and so he he hired these assassins to have her killed yeah. and before before they kill her she says to the ninja like let me see your face and he's like no one's ever seen my face and she's like you're gonna kill me what does it matter i just want to see the face of the man who's killing me and Christopher Lambert comes into the room because he hears something and happens to see the guy's face. And so now they're after him because no one sees this man's face and lives. Yeah, man. And it's just an incredible, incredible movie. By the way, I was just, I was just putting together the next year's Ninja month that is on the list. So I will slot you Uh, for that because I I am excited to talk about that movie. Yeah. Listen, you'll love it. It's a, it's a, (laughs) it's so wild. Uh, it's yeah, one of those things. First, where I thought you were talking about the the Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, the Benicio del Toro, right. the Hunted, which is also yeah. you know that's pretty good, but it's that's not it's not ninja good. It's not a ninja movie. No. 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 Uh, so let's get. So yeah, we have the kid doing, and the kids nunchucking. When the kid busts out some nunchucks, I was like, oh yeah, now we're talking. Uh, full on taking out these gangsters. Like, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, they're like, they're down for the count. Yeah. 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 Um, with the Bruce Lee nunchuck sound effect too, you know, <laughs> you have to, you yeah. have to use that. It's just, it's just, yeah. it's inherent it's required. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's in the nunchucks contract. If you put it in the movie, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> what is the thing? Isn't it in England? They don't allow any movie that shows nunchucks or something like that. There's some weird thing. Cause I was reading about from when the Ninja Turtles movies were coming out, they had to cut mm. out scenes where Michelangelo actually uses his nunchucks. And you're like, why nunchucks? I don't know. They like, have so, they're they, using they a gang of a gang of hooligans were chucking in Shaftesbury. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 something <laughs> that's like on the book still from a long time ago, where it's like we don't display the use of ninja weapons and British. Uh, Leonardo has chuckery tort. will not be tolerated. I say. <laughs> I don't understand. Wait, it's wh- just why not, nunchucks? It's just not civilized. I tell you, uh, I gotta see. <laughs> At least take them out with guns. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, Who's here you go. The British joined the, together by it, chains. It was oh, they're not using sabers. Oh, this is okay, this is the best. <laughs> okay, there's an article about this which everybody should check out from tedium.com. Uh, the article's called No Nunchuck, and specifically it was one... They don't have the MPA like we do in terms of the ratings and stuff like that. They have government mm -hmm. uh, censorship. And they talk about it is one guy specifically who wouldn't allow movies with nunchucks, starting with uh, they wouldn't show Enter the Dragon, the British Board of Film Classification, uh, uh, talked about, right. or at least until they cut out the nunchuck scenes. Oh, so like the most famous sequences <laughs> in, that, in that movie yeah. okay sure uh and apparently this guy this guy's name was james Furman. uh fuck and, you james Furman. yeah and, and apparently there was like uproar in the 70s of them going like why the fuck is this guy deciding what we get to see i don't but this continued he was on the board uh, up into the 90s and was like no 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 ninja turtles will be having any nunchucks in a film here not for the Did children, I tell you. Why particularly, like, why nunchucks in particular? I'd uh, understand if it was, like, violence to a certain degree in general, but but right. why specifically nunchucks? Uh, let's see here. I, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I wish I'd, I didn't, I wasn't expecting to do no, that. Um, but I am, right. I am just going, like, the guy, uh, I'm going to look it up after The guy this. had some uh, kind of thing about these aren't military-sanctioned weapons, and, uh... Okay. Yeah, he was worried a whole generation of kids would start using them, and it was a bad influence. I mean, it's just classic Well, he was clone. half right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, fair it's enough. Just classic. I did own a pair of nunchucks as a kid. It is just I'm, classic. I'm looking at a pair right now. <laughs> colonial I was going to say, Ibrahim, I know I've talked to you about your collection of ninja weapons, uh that uh yeah years ago i think like one of the things i talked about you when we first met was you were in the process of getting every ninja turtles weapon yeah my wife when we first started dating like our first christmas together she got me a pair of sai and i was just like <laughs> that was when i knew i was gonna marry her and then <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> no yeah that's yeah you don't do better than that uh listen do you still have yeah. your sai i do yeah <laughs> they're in storage downstairs but i, I do still have them <laughs> Because that was also, uh, Lisman was that kid in high school. Uh, if you look at all of our, uh, I, I don't think we made, you know, we used to make movies in high school. I don't think there's a one of them that doesn't have a katana, some size, nunchucks, yeah. or hell something. Yeah. In, and those were yeah. all okay. yours, Lisman. <laughs> oh, yeah. Quick quick high school ninja story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, this was before the internet was like, you could just get anything on the internet. I mean, mm -hmm. we had, you know, was, I graduated in 03, so it was like, you know. Yeah. Um, and I was desperately looking for a ninja suit. I wanted one so badly. Sure. And I finally found one, I think at a costume store in Seattle when I was mm. up there visiting family. Mm -hmm. And so I had that plus a, a, a spare like mask and hood set or whatever. So, uh, and I had ninja swords at that point. So my friends and I one night, we're like, let's go, let's go be ninjas, like creeping around and shit. So my my buddies were all black. I wore my thing. One of my other friends wore my spare head setup, and we went to this park that had like you know a bunch of trees and stuff in our neighborhood. And I look over across the street, and there was a a big tree right up next to a, a fence, like a wooden fence, and it was casting like the darkest shadow you've ever seen. So I was like, oh my god, guys 
you know, we're in the tree line at the park and I'm like, I'm going to run over there and hide in the shadow. Tell me if you can see me. And they're like, okay, go. So I run over there, you know, <laughs> and I get, and I'm in the, I'm in the shadow and they're like, Oh my God, we can't see you at all. And I'm just like, this is the greatest moment of my life. Yeah. And then like a Ford Taurus goes driving by and just completely bathes me in headlight. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody just sees this fucking, you know, 16 year old kid dressed like a ninja crouched in like a, I'm so lucky nobody called the cops on me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we got the cops I mean, called on point... us a few times when we were making our movies. Yeah, yeah I believe it. Just be idiots like idiot kids walking around with like airsoft guns you know yeah 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 we 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 had the ire of some suburban cops who had nothing better to do of course uh but uh by the way uh i i've I've continued to skim this article uh worth checking out if only for the the british poster for enter the dragon because on the poster of course he's holding the nunchucks right he's got the the famous yeah they painted in to just make it a staff that he's holding on the poster wow. but it was the other thing i'm also finding out there was a long list of weapons you couldn't show it wasn't just nunchucks okay uh also included were ninja death stars this is the official wording by the way ninja death stars okay. spiked okay. knuckle dusters metal claws butterfly knives lighted aerosols crossbows telescopic catapults and then eventually in the <laughs> 80s the they 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 didn't allow Rambo movies because of the knife. As well as sanctions on any form of tomfoolery. <laughs> yes, only gentleman weapons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rapiers. Yeah, a rapier or a musket should be shown in films. I just like that. That's so weird. That is not the case, of Weirdly course, anymore. Specific. But uh, yeah, they were was, just worried yeah. about people going, "Oi, that bloke's got two sticks with a chain between betwixt them in it." <laughs> Well, let's go make some, and then. But just, it's, it's, who knows what he's going to do with that? It's a big. <laughs> yeah. It's a big reason why the second Ninja Turtles movie, Secret of the Ooze, they really don't use their weapons ever in that movie. Yeah, it's weird. It's actually weird. Watch it when I rewatched I they... those as an adult. I was like, Leonardo, you're not even pulling your swords. <laughs> like they're there, yeah. but. Do you think they edit out the cold cut? Or the the sausage link <laughs> when he scene has the sausage Michelangelo. I wonder. I wonder if that was like a workaround where it's like, well, I suppose if there's sausages, then it's just a bit no of weaponized bangers. I say <laughs> that has nothing to do with weapons. It's just a, a mistreatment <laughs> of breakfast meats. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, we're just uh, the, 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 we'll take this right to the climax of the movie here, which is everything you want to see here he's in his full ninja yes. get up with his helmet mm-hmm. and his armor which de- which you've got to have of course Speaking deflecting of bullets turtles. yeah mm-hmm. it's ve- it's very shreddery yeah uh and and very, he's deflecting bullets with it but now he's got his bow and arrow and he is just laying mm-hmm. waste to this mansion full of goons uh reminds yeah. me a, it reminds, it's kind of like a ninja version of the end of commando Yes. Yes. You know what just occurred to me? Okay, so this fight starts off at like the the mobster guys mansion compound thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Then eventually they get uh Limehouse jumps into a truck mm-hmm. and and uh Shokasugi's like chasing him and fighting him and then he latches onto the bottom of the truck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then 
it goes from daylight to like deep night. So yeah. yes. he's theoretically he's on this early morning yeah. based on like the lighting of the of the scene. So he yeah yeah so I also he's wrote on the this bottom down. of this truck for hours. Yeah, right. It, <laughs> like yeah. minimum twelve hours. This is this is uh, uh, <laughs> and, uh, De Niro in Cape Fear when he latches himself to the bottom of uh, Nick Nolte's car as they drive to their vacation home or whatever. You know. Yeah. But I'm wondering, I'm. So then they they end up in this mannequin warehouse, and the whole time I was thinking it was Sam, Sam Green. Did we yeah, decide Sam Green? Yeah. Sam Green. Yeah, yeah. The whole yeah. time I was thinking it was his warehouse, but maybe this was just another. This was just a warehouse that they ended up at. Yeah, a, a, could be but a, a still insane warehouse because downstairs yeah. it's mannequin storage, upstairs it's some kind of lumber plant. Right. <laughs> And and I was watching there it's on the special features there was a an interview with Shokasugi where he was talking about his history how he got into film and stuff, and then he was talking a little about bit about this movie and if I'm remembering correctly this was his idea to set it in a like he thought it would be really dope to have these mannequins that you could like that they were hiding amongst and just kind of obfuscating it's very creepy. you know it is like, it's legitimately scary when uh yeah. when limehouse pops up with just that mannequin head that's yeah. that's he's pulling me. et just hiding amongst them in, in gertie's <laughs> closet or whatever you know <laughs> It's, it's it's weird and it i mean it, it once again it stands out this movie does stuff where i'm like well that's new uh yeah you know not make not since that sense, garment factory cool. listen the garment factory with the open with acid the, pit yeah. in death wish five <laughs> have we seen a climax <laughs> quite like this i we never did yeah. figure out what they needed a giant vat of acid for in that clothing factory um, it doesn't matter which, i mean it's just trying to recapture the the enter the dragon like hall of mirrors fight scene at the end you sure know I mean? yeah like, there has to be some sort of weird like interesting new like place to fight uh, right uh, where it where it, it, go, it goes from hand-to-hand you know one-on-one combat to hiding among something searching for each other kind like of like finally finally a enemy is using the tactics against like ninja tactics against him yeah um yeah yeah but so yeah so he takes everybody out there's lots of throwing stars to the head here which is what you want uh lots of arrows lots of spikes when he approaches that gate and those two guys are standing there it's like how do they not see him like <laughs> glinting in the sun with his shiny <laughs> outfit? That's like, the, this is the thing: attacking at morning in the ninja costume. Interesting choice. Kind of a strange choice. That's where the that's where the black I, isn't doing him much help. I do mm-hmm. like though that it was kind of just like a a frontal assault from this sort of like wraith of a man, right? Like yeah, it's like imagine you're just living in the middle of Houston, and then all of a sudden you turn around and that guy's there, and you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Even if he's not trying to kill you, that's a that's a weird occurrence, right? It's and true. then all, all of yeah. a sudden, you have sharp implements coming at you and stuff. Like, he, pretty cool. <laughs> he takes these guys out. And there's also just sequences where he's literally just slicing through guys. There is one. Isn't there one where he's, he's doing the flip and in midair, like, cuts some throats? I like. I, I thought so, that yeah. was there impressive. Are several, I think on several occasions, he, sli- he slices two people's throats in one fluid motion. Yep. Like, that happens at least two or three times in the sequence absolutely it's it's great yeah uh, i love how yeah. he kept faking the sword in the ground to like use his bow and arrow and stuff yeah like he'd kind of flip it and then you know yeah very yeah it, it felt like uh 
when they're crafting the choreography, there was a series of images that they really wanted to like have on the screen, like almost yeah. like a comic book uh, sort of like, like full page panel or something. Uh, it's like we need this seat, we need this image, and then this image, and then this image, and we'll sort of it's... fill in the details of how. Right. From one I don't know other. that we've mentioned specifically that Shokasugi is the fight choreographer for this movie. We said he, he's done it mm -hmm. for plenty of other movies, but he is credited as, as designing all the fights for this film. Um, when yeah. he comes up against the still living other corrupt cop, uh, he does make a move where he he, pull, he has a pouch of sand that he throws in his eyes, which you know takes him off guard, and then he just guts him with a knife. That was so pretty cool. good. Because uh, now yeah. we're getting to him taking out the recognizable bad guys of the movie, uh, and, right. you know, and in this sequence he used a lot of uh, two or three instances where he would use a smoke bomb, yeah, uh, you know, and just throw it down, and and I thought it was a cool use of it because typically that's like a you know disappearing act thing, right? Mm -hmm. But he would do it as a means of you know theatricality and deception, right? And it was mm -hmm. cool, like. To see it used in that way, yeah. because you don't get that a lot. Well, he's doing, yeah, he's doing the smoke bomb, he's doing the sand, he's doing things yeah. to disorient his enemies, which is cool to see. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, he does get the mob boss with whatever this circular thing of needles is, gets that I guy in know. the throat. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I, 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 yeah, I forgot. I called it a spike wheel in my notes. Um, <laughs> That's accurate. Gets yeah. that, gets that to the neck, and then I do like Limehouse being like fuck it i'm out of here he gets in a truck <laughs> and then he yeah oh you, you boy it, it wouldn't you, you want to talk about when we get the crescendo of the flipping is when he flips over this truck driving at him right yeah that <laughs> so. was rad it looked like it was probably a perspective thing where he was you know closer to the camera I, and then flipped. i, I think so but, but it, it's still it's still pretty cool to see it was it was it was yeah. clean though yeah i liked it it was nice it was and so he flips over that then yes he gets into the back of the truck over the back of the truck under the truck and he's now hanging under the truck I, uh, Limehouse is a little bit smarter about trying to get him off of the truck than the other guy. He is trying to like drive into stuff and speed through stuff. You get a lot of uh, the axles turning and stuff like that that shows almost getting hit by. They they definitely build more tension with this. And then, yes, for about six hours, he drives to some warehouse, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say, too, about the flipping in this movie. You know, obviously they do a lot of things where there's like a trampoline out of the sure. frame, you know, mm -hmm. but there were some of the flips where you can see like the beginning and end of it. And the guy they had doing the flips was just like vaulting. I mean, it was pretty, it was oh, yeah. pretty incredible. I mean, yeah, th that's one of the things I love about when we go back to these 80s movies, too. You don't have the CGI. You don't. I mean, I'm not saying there's no wire work in these movies, but there's less, certainly a lot less wire work. And we are just looking at awesome stunts and practical action pieces. It's nice to mm -hmm. see. Yeah. It's it's a breather from today's CGI heavy stuff, especially on the lazy, which is we always complain about these on modern movies. They use a lot of CGI, and it's bad CGI because they don't have the money to do yeah. good CGI. So yeah, uh, yeah, this, this movie feels more akin to uh, Hong Kong movies at this time. Definitely, like, I mean that that is the thing. This how this they approach action. This feels asian even though it's an american movie in in a, in a good way like it does feel like they were really trying to make a pure martial arts movie in a way that canon mm. was always just kind of using the popularity of ninjas but not really trying to make 
a ninja movie like they would in Japan. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> Limehouse, this must be Limehouse's warehouse because a bunch of guys run out when he gets there or he had his guys meet him there or something, right? Because all mm-hmm. these henchmen come out because Limehouse gets a fire axe that he's coming at Shokusugi right. with. Oh, yeah. And I do love that, of course, he just plunges it into the chest of one of his guys that he swings at wildly. Because <laughs> um, he doesn't care. He's unhinged. He does not care. Nope. He's cutting through guys uh, with this fire axe, uh, which is ni- always nice to see. By the way, another uh, – if you want to see a insane fire axe fight, if uh, people need to see uh, Bullet to the Head, I think it is, the Sylvester Stallone movie, where Sylvester oh, Stallone yeah. and Jason Momoa have a fire axe duel at the end. <laughs> what yeah that Wait, is when did this movie come out like in the 2010 maybe okay yeah so they're like about early on jason momoa yeah career. interesting yeah okay yeah i'll check this out <laughs> that movie is nuts uh that's yeah. the thing i remember from it distinctly though of course it's like all right <laughs> uh but uh yeah so they, they, they then leads into this chase of uh once again through the through the warehouse we talked quite a bit about the mannequin uh thing oh a show does take a uh uh he, he does Spike get him in the, the leg, leg in the in the yeah. mannequin because yeah. when he does this flip this insane impossible flip up to the next level of the warehouse we do see that he lands is like oh that hurt the leg yeah, yeah. It's, it's and that flip was clearly just <laughs> like a backflip yeah you know reverse it's the classic (laughs) it's the classic six million dollar man of jumping off of something and then playing it backwards so it looks like you're jumping onto something did you guys notice that throughout this scene specifically it would just get really dark all of a sudden yeah yeah i don't know if that was like a a grading thing they were doing to make it like you know shadows or if that was just like a byproduct of the budget or something but yeah i it couldn't stuck tell. out it, it it did seem like it was i don't, I don't yeah i don't know if that's because obviously we were looking at the high def restoration i don't know if parts of this were damaged because i don't think these movies right. were taken care of by any means and even the best restoration and film scanners can still only do so much at a certain point when some, i don't know yeah mm-hmm. it was weird though i it didn't seem intentional from a filmmaking standpoint yeah it seemed like just Somebody spilled something on the print. Oops. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> oh, my coffee. Yeah. Oh. All right. We'll just get some paper towels and, and sop this up. It'll be fine. Right. No it one's going to no one's gonna notice. No one's going to. It'll be fine. I didn't I didn't actually notice, uh, but because the quality – I watched this on YouTube, uh, and the uh, video quality was terrible. Uh, <laughs> it looked it looked pretty good in, in the Blu-ray, I have to say. Yeah. Like they did a pretty good job restoring it, I thought, other than those scenes. Yeah, I, I actually no, I thought I was very impressed. Uh Arrow Video is the company that put this out, and I love mm-hmm. their stuff. They do amazing restorations. And what I like is they've kind of become the criterion of cult films. Criterion does the high end arts film, which I love their stuff too, but Arrow is preserving stuff like this or The Last Starfighter or, you know, like Mm -hmm. movies like that where you're going like, oh, yeah, Uh, genre stuff. Um, Yeah, I mean, because these movies deserve to be, you know. Totally, uh, yeah. And they also I also have their um, their Blu-ray of the other Shokasugi movies at Rage Against Honor. Mm. Oh, I've never heard of that one. Oh, it's that's a good one, too. I think that's the one he made after this. Uh, that okay. also has the sons in it. Um, so uh, yeah, this this all leads to the second they're in a, a lumber 
factory, you're like, okay, we're using a saw of some kind, right? In this final thing. Of course. Oh, and oh. we should we should point out that the helmet he's wearing, uh, which I've actually seen, like like in that Tenchu game, which is you know does a a lot to I think be as accurate as they can, I guess, in terms of you know it's not it's not super. Uh, they don't take a lot of liberties, I don't think. Um, you can get an armor set that is similar to that. And I'm like, maybe that was like a real kind of ninja armor thing? I don't know. Um, yeah. Because be. also the shredder is very similar to that. So yeah. I'm wondering if they're all pulling from the same kind of sources. So, you know, the helmet in this, I used to think was corny back in the day. And then seeing that stuff, I was like, oh, maybe they were actually kind of basing this on something. Um, although the shuriken, like you know, on the forehead mounted there was a little, um, it's a little wonky. Yeah. 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 But so he gets that as like a parting gift from his surrogate father when he leaves Japan in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So that comes back, you know, in this scene and you're the whole time you're going, he's going to use that shuriken for something. Yep. It's got to pay off. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so glad they did pay it off. Oh, and it pays off so well too. It's so, I thought it was for sure going to be him throwing a shuriken at the guy. Yeah. I was like, "Ah, that's going to be kind of lame. No, but the it, way he did it was pretty dope. It's way yeah. cooler and also Batman-y. Like, it feels like a Batarang move to throw it at it the does. thing and stop. Because yeah, Limehouse mm-hmm. is trying to use the saw to kill him, and he throws that shuriken and hits the off button on right. the whole conveyor belt saw thing. And I, and when that happened, I went, oh, that's cool. That's way cooler yeah. than him throwing it into someone. Um, yes. And, uh, and so, yeah, then that leads to, it's time for Limehouse to just pick up a fucking chainsaw and come at him. <laughs> Which I don't know if you've ever started a chainsaw. It, it it's a, a process. It is. Yeah, yeah. you got to prime it. You got you know, like, to. Yeah. No, this guy yeah. gets it going right away, man. He is so lucky that a chainsaw with a blade still on it is just sitting around with a full tank of gas. <laughs> right. Like very convenient. Yeah, I know it is. Just, yeah, it does seem like whoever was working in this lumber factory was just like, I guess went on for the day and just dropped everything they were doing. And yeah. just like, no, like that's something it. happened to cause everybody to leave all of their stuff just out and open for an extended period of time. Well, it's time. I wonder for us if that's to... why they had everybody go running when Limehouse showed up. Maybe oh, that could be. You know, to kind of. Oh yeah, I didn't think knows. about that. Could that. Be. that uh, yeah, <laughs> I like the like all of these guys who are used to like using heavy machinery, wielding chainsaws, lifting heavy stuff. They see this one guy coming, like we gotta get out of here. <laughs> oh, no. oh, oh, that crazy guy's coming back! Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> but he I drove have... here in a truck. Let's go. Uh, oh no! I'm like, man. One of two things I was hoping for, and they do deliver on one is I'm like, either Limehouse has got to go into the giant industrial saw. Or the other scenario is the he drops the chainsaw and it's running and he falls on, and like Shokazuki right. pushes him onto it, which I also would have appreciated. And I feel like I which would have been yeah. kind of a, a counterweight to the the scene with his brother in the beginning, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And I feel like I did see that in something fairly recently. A guy like Somebody dropped onto on a chain- chainsaw. You know, I listen. I am resident gorehound <laughs> on here and over on the yeah. Monsters podcast. I do, so everybody knows about the sick, twisted shit I watch. But um... <laughs> <laughs> we're worried, John. So it, this it, is actually an internet. The thing is, <laughs> uh, me saying that that literally could have been almost anything I was watching. Like, <laughs> yeah. the episode is pray for death, but we're here to pray for you, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, the, there's a lot <laughs> of people. Where, soul. Uh, my co-host on the Monsters podcast, Brendan, is always like, "Oh my god." 
<laughs> uh so uh but yeah no it ends up with uh with him pinning this guy to, to the top a, of this log a log a like crucifies him basically on top of it which is pretty cool man and this is yeah, yeah when he's going yeah. just kill me and i didn't think about that either but you're right Ibrahim. he is praying for, praying death. for death it came mm -hmm. true wow <laughs> This movie delivers on awesome. promises. Actually, they actually deliver on promises. I love I, it, man. Wow. That makes me happy. Uh, yeah. But being the gorehound, I will say, you don't get an... I mean, I don't I don't actually expect to see this guy sawed in half, but could he use some blood splatter or something? It's a little... I was a little surprised, yeah. Because this movie does not hold back with a lot of the other kills in this, you know. Even so the... And, like, the shadow, strange. you know, effect of it is a yeah. little, like, oh, okay. It's it's very... It, it feels a little bit like our reaction to the, the, the bad guy getting killed at the end of Cobra. Let's remember where he he uh, he he, he, he yes. hangs the guy up on the thing and then pushes him into like the industrial oven and then it just cuts away. And they we don't, don't really show it. We don't yeah. see the guy get lit up. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, we also talked about how uh, Stallone went to bat for the extremely gory cut of Cobra because that guy's yeah. sensibilities <laughs> match up with mine. In the aforementioned yeah. 06 Rambo that you uh, mentioned, there, Ibrahim is one of the goriest movies I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's up there. That guy, that yeah, Stallone never wanted to hold back. So, uh, but still, I, I, I am satisfied with this ending for Limehouse. Yes, it's at least a very eccentric. Uh, uh, and him taking the shuriken out off of the button to start the thing up is nice. To start it up again, yeah, yeah, yeah. get a lot of work out of that shuriken. It's very, it's very nice. Yeah, really good stuff. Uh, and yeah, so he's done. Uh, the, you know, the ninja mission is over, but we got to end on the mother's grave and mm -hmm. his promise that, he which is interestingly, not a headstone, but just like a little metal stake with a, with a little insert placard on it that has her name and, and years of life. Mm -hmm. Is this the same, uh, cemetery that they were at at the beginning of the film when they came to America? Cause yeah, they... they're visiting her father's grave. Her I think, father, I think yeah. she was buried next to him. Okay. That, yeah. I think, I think that is the sure. idea. Uh, that yeah. is, uh, better than, Oh Jesus. What were we watching the other week? Beyond the law where they had those cheap, like foam, tombstones oh, where they had written in clearly on like after effects they didn't even paint yeah. it or carve it in there uh, it was they, like they just floating over yeah it, it just, just was stuck there yeah it and it was just hanging so there bad. as the camera's pulling yeah. out and you can see the thing wobbling on top of it oh that was like, that's what we were talking about that's what we were talking about as far as like people just being completely lazy and like just having cg fix things in post that's uh, the type of thing that I would do for free if I found out a movie was doing that. I'd be like, just <laughs> let me do it. Yeah, let, yeah. Me, let me carve the names into some foam, right, right. You know? Yeah, Cheap. like it's that's, not that hard. That's what we talk. Yeah. We're, we're going, did, that, that was that that much. Like to do that, they're like, no, any amount of effort. And remember, there were radically different sizes of tombstones too. Like one was really big, and one was basically just a little rock. <laughs> Yes, horrible yeah, movie was, beyond the law. Uh, yeah. That's a that's a 2019 Seagal joint. So um, anyway, uh, and yeah, our commissioner Gordon guy is there to go. Well, gee, the craziest thing happened. The entire mob was wiped out by uh, 
what people are saying, a ninja. Now, uh, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but he's just turning into Columbo in my impression. But uh, correct he, me if he, I'm he wrong. Well, well, no, because he goes, yeah, go ahead. Mike. Yeah. I was just, he does have the moments. He does. One thing. Yep. He <laughs> one literally, more, exactly, I, when he did that, I went, I went, okay, <laughs> you can't just steal another cop's catchphrase. Like, that's, uh, but, but he is just going, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, ninjas don't exist anymore, do they? And Shokazuki's like, no, no, of course not. Yeah, and the kid's like, I think he's seen too many ninja movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I Once again, this is where I really wanted a sequel to continue this dynamic of like, I know you're the ninja, I can't sanction what you're doing, but let me mm-hmm. tell you about, uh, we got this, uh, yeah, <laughs> we got this new guy with a taste for the theatrical. Uh, yeah. Leaves a calling card. <laughs> I'll look into it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I desperately want to see. I just want to believe that I, starts I with him already movies. in the ninja costume. He's regularly fighting crime with his son, yeah. who's training to be a ninja. Uh, and his yes. other son you can know, work the computers or something, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, he could be the guy in the chair, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I got to say, I mean, obviously this movie has a lot of flaws. And, you know, there's sure. the threat about the brother that doesn't really go anywhere. But for the most mm-hmm. part, everything in this movie like was driving toward something yeah right yeah and i think you don't see that with a lot of these especially like you know a ninja movie from the 80s it's right. usually just a collection of scenes yeah you know but this is actually like has a through line throughout the whole thing which i yeah. you it, know it does i remember watching this guy 20 years ago at this point and being like you know what that was a cool movie and then revisiting it again with you know fresh eyes and stuff is like it, it it satisfied a lot more than I thought it would, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mm-hmm. no. This is this movie. This is one of the best movies we've ever done on this show, Lisman. It's up there for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and this and security, right? <laughs> security, very good. <laughs> we also love assassination games. I think it's still our number one with Jean Claude Van Damme. Also pretty good. Well, we're big Van Damme heads on the show. We are yeah, serious yeah. Van Damme lovers. So I'm excited to to listen to the Replicant episode because oh. oh man, that's just a fantastic acting uh, <laughs> outing from Van Damme. And that part where he goes to the red light district in his sweatpants is one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen in a movie. That is, and that's a that's a Gergoni's the guest on that one. And yeah, oh, we get that is a that is oh, one of our yeah. longest episodes because we get deep that into was, that. So uh, that's the maybe the weirdest. That's one of the weirder movies we've seen on this podcast. I think. Yes, it is. It. I think we yeah. did say that might be the. It's not the best or worst. It's the strangest movie we've done. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we as we always do. There aren't any one-liners here, but do you guys have a favorite kill in this movie? Can we collectively come up with the movie's best? Kill? This movie has a lot of kills. Sometimes it's, oh, yeah. it's pretty easy because there's only like one or two interesting ones. But here, yeah. there's a lot to go with. I think in concept, the Limehouse one is the best. Right. Yeah. But I don't very, know that in execution uh, it is. My my favorite, I mean, yeah, the Limehouse is the best one. My favorite one is, I can't remember if it's when he's like storming their compound or if it's on the boat. But there's one of the guys in a suit and he grabs him and slits his throat and the guy just makes this face right at the camera i actually rewound it to watch it again because it's just like gritted teeth eyes wide like you know yeah it was it was very cartoonish i think think that i think that's the the compound right at the end because i do kind of remember there was there was a guy one of our favorite things on the show is when a random henchman gets like 
a, a dramatic death. Like it's a it's 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 yeah. import is put on it, but it's not a major villain. <laughs> it's just a a, a guy. Those and are most some of the time. Best. It's like way like more impressive than the actual <laughs> final kill at the end of the movie. <laughs> right. Um, you know where you really focus on one guy getting thrown off a roof, and you're like, we didn't even know that guy, but we watched him sail down the entire you know distance to the <laughs> ground. It's like it was just some guy. Uh, yeah. So that yeah, that is pretty good. Listen, was there anything that stood stood out to you? I mean, a lot of the kills are pretty quick. You know, that's the, that's uh, why I think a lot of the they do a lot like, of the oof, cutaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like he'll throw a star and then it'll cut to a guy turning his head and it's already impaled in him. Uh, that's you know? classic. Yeah. I love the the or the you know it's it's behind the guy and he falls into frame with the thing in his head. That's right. that's that's mm-hmm. what I I love about these movies and also from our attempts to make these kinds of movies in high school, learning all those tricks, throwing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we did one where you throw a hatchet and the camera whip pans and it's already in the, you know, there's a second hatchet in the guy's chest, like, Ugh! right. Classic mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think it has to be the Limehouse death. Cause it's really the only one so. that like, the, I think it that really has to be the, the, to the one, yeah. to, the one that takes the cake here. Because uh, yeah. it is it the only. Have, I do wish it was a little bit better. Um, I but, think the key uh, that, that saves it though constant. is the is the sticking of him to it. Yes, that does give yes. you the visceral violence of it, even if you don't get as much of a taste of the the actual saw. Uh, by the yeah. way, uh, uh, what's the movie? Class of nineteen eighty four. If you really want to see a table saw do some damage in graphic I don't detail. know if I do. I don't yeah. actually know if I do. Um, <laughs> that is a very, that is a much nastier movie than this. Um, you get a, you get a sense of uh, a table saw death in, in uh, Kung Lao's fatality in Mortal Kombat. Oh, that's true. You, oh, yes, boy. you do. Man. Oh, yeah. you better believe I love that. I did that, love that. Yeah. yeah. Lisbon yeah. and I were big fans. Cause of that was like Kombat. cartoony enough to like, it yeah. was, it was just, very silly in the way that Mortal yeah. Kombat is. Yeah, that movie. I, I that. that movie really satiated the gore factor for sure on that, which was well, you know. in a in a fun video game way. Uh, the assignment. Yeah, and then uh, uh, as you know, Lisman and and Ibrahim, you've heard the show. I am always trying to find the strangest IMDb reviews for these movies, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, this this one this one. It's not so much his opinion. It's it's it is the review itself that is strange here. So, uh, this okay. comes to us from IMDb user Myers six two zero eight four, and uh, the the review is titled "Awesome Movie for Ninja Fans." And I will say I don't always uh, mention this. This was written in two thousand six, but I think that's important to some of the stuff he mentions here. Okay, this is literally how the review starts. The song Great. isn't called "Back from the Shadows." It is called "Back to the Shadows." And it is sung by Peggy Abernathy. It clearly states that in the credits of the movie if you watch them. I thought the movie was good. Then again, I am a ninja fanatic. Anyway, has good fight scenes, and I thought it had a good summary. I would recommend that if you are a Shokasugi fan that you watch this movie. I would also like to see this released on DVD along with Enter the Ninja and Ninja 3. Apparently not a Revenge of the Ninja fan. Anyway, uh... I would like to. I would like to know where I can find the song "Back to the Shadows." Uh, Shokasuki is an awesome actor, and I can't wait for the new ninja movie of his to come out. Only a ninja can stop a ninja. Ten out of ten stars. I just love that he just kept being fixated on the song. It's like this is great. Song. The fight scenes are great, but the people song keep getting it wrong. It's, why yeah, why do people you, not yeah. like this? Like who's who's like who's he responding to? 
that. Than that you yeah, know? it's not a forum board. These are individual reviews. I guess he read right. through other it's, reviews and no, it's not called I, this. It's not called this. And it is sung by Peggy Abernathy. I also and, like that he uh, says if you're a Shokasugi fan and you haven't seen this movie, like. Who's a Shokasugi fan who's never seen this movie? There, like, it's such a niche thing, and he was in, like, ten movies. Yeah, I know. You know? There's, only, there's only a handful of Shokasugi movies. Right. But I do like that he goes, I want Enter the Ninja and Ninja 3 on DVD. Fuck that second one. I don't give a right. shit. That, that doesn't mean <laughs> anything to me. Uh, and then, Ibrahim, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the segment we do uh, based around our favorite Amazon reviewer, a man called Bruce Winning. Uh, oh. And it is time for a segment we call the winning opinion uh this is a segment where we do read reviews from amazon user bruce winning a man who has right around 1500 imdb reviews he seems he to be prolific he seems to review everything he watches and he watches a lot of stuff similar to what we watch now he doesn't always review the movies we're talking about so sometimes i do have to reach into his back catalog but this time i didn't have to reach far because this is his most recent review listman and he's actually catching up with us by reviewing a movie we did a couple weeks ago on the show called pound of flesh oh, uh which okay. uh if, if you're not familiar with it uh ibrahim this is a movie with jean-claude van damme where he is attempting to get his kidney back that was stolen by black market organ thieves i've seen that one <laughs> it's it's relatively recent. Uh, it was like okay. late. Yeah, it is like wild. Around there. Because we yeah. talked about one of the things we loved in the movie is it has the same vibe as like a revenge movie. But instead of going, give me my wife back, he is literally yelling at people. Give me my kidney back. Where <laughs> is my kidney? <laughs> uh, Incredible. Yeah, it's an amazing it movie. Good. Now, listen, we weren't the biggest fans of that movie, but maybe our friend Bruce enjoyed it more than we did. Uh, his review it has is, a lot of the things he likes. His so. review is titled Jean-Claude Van Damme has the best action movies. Uh, I very much like the 16-9 video. I very much like the 5.1 surround sound. I like the action mm -hmm. and violence. I like the shooting and stabbing. I like the punching and kicking. I like the explosions. I like the car chases. I had to remove several from the list what Prime thinks I would like, and JCVD popped up, and I knew I had found what I have always wanted. This is probably the best movie that I have ever watched. Five Ooh, wow. out of five stars. So so we've <laughs> learned something from this re review. Yeah. He doesn't take everything that no. Amazon recommends no. to him, which is news to me. One of the because uh, one of the things we enjoy about his reviews is he's frequently writing to Amazon and thanking them for the recommendations. I uh, you really know me, Amazon. I do like this movie. Yeah. Uh, but I guess he did reject some, but that led him, luckily, to JCVD and apparently the best movie he's ever watched. <laughs> Has he watched other better Van Damme movies? Well, if you recall, like, Lisman, oh. he didn't like Bloodsport. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Argu wow. Why may maybe Van Damme's best movie? <laughs> It's. I mean, it's it's up there. It's you know, it's, it it's, a, it's among them. I mean, what, we're big yeah. hard target guys on the show, as we've talked about. Yes. Of yeah. Uh, yes. And soon, actually, yeah. over on our Patreon, you can listen to Lisman and I watch Hard Target. Uh, we did a commentary mm -hmm. track for it. So, um, but nice. uh, but yeah. So there, there's there's your Bruce winning review for the week. Ibrahim, the other reason we wanted to have you on the show beyond uh, you're always entertaining and uh, you, you, you of course we had to have you on for Pray for Death. Uh, you have a new comic book coming out, though a new a new original graphic novel from Humanoids. 
Yes, sir. It's uh, it's called Retroactive, and the elevator pitch is James Bond meets Groundhog Day. Um, it's about a, uh, you know, in the not-too-distant future, time travel is a thing, but it's a secret, and, you know, the, the government uh, security organizations like the CIA and whatnot have their own, uh, like, basically time bureaus. And we follow an agent uh, from the U.S. Bureau who um, is chasing after an anomaly in the timeline and ends up being stuck in a time loop. And so he has to figure out a way out of the loop to get back to his own time and save the day. And essentially in a nutshell. Nice. And uh, you were nice enough to send Lisman and I uh, a copy of it. And uh, dude, this is just, I mean, number one, if you're an action shelf listener, man, this book is action packed. Uh, yeah. I mean, this, it feels like James, uh, James Bond movies, like, in the best way possible i love the the cold war intrigue aspect to it um very very thank you thank you honestly i i picked it up uh i read it last night and i i read it all the way through in one sitting because i couldn't stop reading it It oh that's awesome thank you yeah yeah Uh, well as john knows i'm a big james bond fan and there's a lot of that dna in this book like even you know i I even did like an opening sequence like a pre-credit kind of you know and Um, man when 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 that when that was what it was, I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything, but when that, right. what scenario that is in that mission, I was like, Oh man, especially knowing, uh, and listen, if you haven't read, I highly recommend Ibrahim's book Jaeger as well, which is about some Nazi hunting. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I just, I mean, the action in this though is just, I mean, yeah, that's always been a skill of yours. I feel like you keep getting better and better with the action. Cause yeah, same, same as Lisman. I was just whipping through this thing. and was so compelled by Thanks, it. Thanks so. man. Yeah. You know what that opening thing, I wanted to get the question out of the way. Like, would you go back in time and kill Hitler? Yeah. You know, cause that's always a time travel thing, especially if you're get, dealing with espionage. And I was just like, let's right. answer that question right off the bat. You know, yeah, <laughs> you would no. have to at, yeah. based on the I mean, concept you, of the world. Alone. You hit on the right. two, right? The, the Hitler and then the saving JFK. Those are kind of two of the big ones, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. uh, no, I love it. And, and of course people should, uh, should check it out. Go to your local comic book shop. It'll be out. Uh, when does it come out? Uh, I believe it's April 21st. Okay. So, um, so, so from, yeah, the- it got, it got moved back by like two weeks because of, you know, supply chain stuff. Yeah. Um, and I believe the new date is the 21st. You can pre-order it now. It, I actually have a website set up for it, retroactivecomic.com. And there's a trailer that I made for it, as well as links to order it via, you know, bookshop.org or um, actually that I don't think it was on bookshop, but like Barnes and Noble, Amazon, there's a, a you know, find your local comic shop link there. Nice. Um, yeah. Wherever, wherever fine books are sold, you can, you can pre-order it. Yeah. And I'm actually running a pre-order giveaway right now where if you pre-order it and you send a, you know, screen cap of the receipt or whatever to, retroactive comic at gmail.com you get entered to win like one of dozens of stuff you know i've got signed book plate stickers t-shirts uh you know signed comics and graphic novels original art pages all that kind of stuff is nice. in there so mm-hmm. very cool man that that is great yeah, yeah uh definitely check that out uh i i did get gets the highest of recommends from us here on the Thank show you. oh and-, and also actually the following day on that wednesday uh actually no i think it'd be the 19th then because on April twentieth, uh, I you know I have to look up what day it is. <laughs> it comes out the third week of April. Yeah, yeah. On April twentieth, I have a uh, Doctor Strange one shot coming out. Oh, from Marvel. And the preview oh. images from that are so cool. 
Uh, that is thanks, man. That I mean, I'm a massive Doctor. Strange I know you're. Fan. I can see the eye of Agamotto. Yeah, it's it hangs on my wall. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh no. So that I mean, that was one of those when I saw you post those. I'm like, I can't believe somebody I know is drawing Doctor Strange. That's awesome. I. Yeah, I I love the character despite my uh, inability to pronounce uh, his amulet's name correctly. Um, <laughs> so People going, I'm not it was, getting uh, it. He doesn't it know what he's talking about. Uh, yeah, that yeah. is awesome, and and uh, yeah, the, uh, I I'm so excited to read that. I love the stuff you've been doing at Marvel, man, because the old man Logan stuff is great as well. Yeah, that was a fun one too. I you know it's fun to kind of get in and do these one shots and then get back to my long form graphic novel stuff. Um, yes. I'd like to do a you know a longer series at marvel eventually but um yeah so yeah retroactive uh dr strange and then actually the aforementioned jaeger comes out in a collected edition in may this was a book that i did as a digital first thing through this you know now i think they're still around but somewhat defunct app that Mm -hmm. was like a comics for your mobile you know right but i drew it in a way that it could be printed because i knew i wanted it to have a shelf life Mm um and then i i was self publishing it for you know several years just like for before a con i'd order a bunch of copies yeah, yeah. in print um but a friend of mine fabrice sapolsky who wrote spider-man noir at marvel back in the day so good um yeah he uh he was actually the senior editor at humanoids for a while and he's the one who brought me into the fold there um he has since branched out and started his own publishing imprint called fair square comics that aims to highlight like immigrant marginalized you know people of color creators um and uh so he he asked me like hey man do you have anything that you know you would like to have in print through this and i was like yeah actually you have this book jaeger so that's coming out uh under their banner classified which is kind of like a lot you know spy and noir oh, and nice, nice. Stuff, uh, stories yeah so that's in previews right now and that comes out in i can't remember what day but in may so that'll be in comic shops Jaeger. For the first time. Also very cool if you're looking for a more grounded kind of spy story that's still very exciting and fun as well. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, you, I, 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 even if we weren't pals, I would be praising this stuff, man. I, I love it. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate you guys taking the time to read it, you oh, know, especially course. when you got all these movies you got to watch. And... <laughs> Speaking of Listman, uh, because of some things we shifted around, this movie that we're doing next week may sound familiar to you, but let's pretend you don't know anything about it uh okay next week on the show we are watching shadow force hmm wow that sounds really good whatever that is John. <laughs> well it stars uh and this is one of the reasons we picked it because uh you and i are both huge a-team fans from back in the yes. day and this does yes. star dirk Faceman benedict uh in <laughs> shadow force and listen i will ask as always would you like the tagline for shadow force yeah definitely one cop one girl one chance to destroy the shadow force yeah. the poster is dope <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking at it right now just uh, uh dirk benedict holding a sexy lady and a gun yeah and she's got her hand Every- on his chest which is by the way he's wearing a leather jacket with no shirt underneath of course i mean why would he that, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, I will say, every member of the A-team, I've seen them and, and enjoyed them in other things. Yeah. I think this is the first thing 
that I've seen him in that's not the A team. Oh, interesting. So he, well, because I, I mean, he does have the the other acclaim of being in um, uh, a Battlestar, the original Battlestar Galactica, prior to the oh, A-team. okay, yeah. But that yeah, I've that, only seen the the, the newer. That's Battlestar that's Galactica. fine. I mean, I I love the original, yeah. but like it. <laughs> It's very 70s, uh, which is yeah. fun. But yeah. yeah. So anyway, Shadow Force will be next week on the show. And uh, it is, <laughs> here's the thing. This movie never got released on anything past VHS. So you literally mm-hmm. have to watch it for free on YouTube. Uh, oh, okay. Well, good. <laughs> it's always a good sign when I look up stills of the movie and they're all in VHS quality. So uh, we'll be having <laughs> some fun with that movie. Ibrahim absolute oh pleasure to have you on the show we will definitely hey, be having you back pleasure is yeah. all mine thank you guys for having me I, I know this has been a long time coming and uh, i appreciate your flexibility and uh squeezing it in for me absolutely it's, yeah. it's it's the benefit of unlike my other show panel up nothing here is pressing at all <laughs> None <laughs> of these. Of, most of the time we've recorded like a month in advance so yeah. a lot of wiggle room yeah so, nice uh all right well that's gonna do it for this week's episode of the action shelf i'm john campbell I'm Michael Usman. Till next week, get yourself some action. The action show. The action shelf is part of the Panel Up Podcast Network. Remember to follow us on social media. We're at Action Shelf Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And you can email us at actionshelfpod at gmail.com. Of course, you can also support the entire network by heading over to patreon.com slash panelup to get cool, exclusive bonus content. The Action Show.